What's the name of our podcast again? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Welcome back to While You Were Streaming, a Yellow Jackets podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Fiona. And this is a Yellow Jackets rewatch podcast where we rewatch the show and talk about all of the stuff. That's right. (laughs) Pretty accurate description. (laughs) Definitely. From our uh, distinctly lesbian perspective. So Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's important. I like I always feel like I have to mention that because I'm like, you know, that that might be what you're here for. So. That's the one thing that differentiates us from all the other Yellow Jackets podcasts. It really does. So <laughs> we're going to keep harping on that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's once again been like a month since I watched the Yellow Jackets episode. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like a new experience every time. It really is. Yeah. It's like rediscovering my love for the show every month. It is, really. And this episode starts with uh, the theme song. So that always like gets me in the mood when there's no cold open. And it just like, it starts with the theme song. I'm just, I'm excited. I'm immediately excited because I love the theme song. And I'm like, oh yeah, I love this show. That's right. There's a reason (laughs) that I'm hosting a podcast for it. So, you know. Right. Well, it first started with the recap, which I was very grateful grateful for and also was really long i was like wow they had a lot of stuff to recap for this episode thank you i mean i guess it it was sometimes with like season finales and stuff they go back like more than one episode because they're like hey here's what happened this season right i don't think quite that long but it was pretty it's pretty solid we're talking about the season one finale titled sick transit gloria mundy i don't speak latin thank you no that's good though (laughs) you did a good job that is very good pronunciation of latin the more you know yep so that translates to approximately thus passes the glory of the world and i did look this up uh it's a latin phrase used for coronating the pope uh which is kind of interesting yeah it sounds to me, it sounds like something that you would say when somebody's dying. But then I looked it up and it's like, no, it's it was actually used in papal coronation ceremonies. So that's the that's what the title means. Like, I, I would assume from that that it's referring to like Lottie being coronated as the spiritual leader of the wilderness cult in this episode, which more or less is what happens. So that's how I would interpret that title. You know, she's she's a saint. She's Joan of Arc. And she's also the pope. So Lottie is many things <laughs> on this show, metaphorically speaking. You heard it here first. That's Lottie right. Matthews is the Pope. <laughs> That's right. She's the Pope of Yellow Jackets, so. <laughs> Any correlation to the adult timeline? No? Um, There's the fact that um, Gloria dies. Her oh name God, is literally yeah. Gloria. I know <laughs> that's definitely just a coincidence, but I thought no, that was funny. Thus passes the Gloria of the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's hilarious. I actually did not think about that. R.I.P. Gloria. That would be crazy if they named the whole episode after Gloria. Although, you know, <laughs> we were talking last time about how sometimes they have these like punny titles, like Edible Complex. Yeah. <laughs> so they probably did actually think about making a Gloria pun with that title. <laughs> So I still think it's relevant thematically in other ways, but yeah, it's probably also a pun on Gloria's name. So Gloria, actually. great song. You know the song Gloria? Who's it by? I don't know. It's like from the 80s. I don't remember who sings it. Okay. Now I have to look it up. I believe you. 
You don't know the song? Hold on. I'm not sure what you're talking about. They sang it on Glee. Okay. I believe you. Oh, Laura- I did not watch 100% of Glee, I'll say. Laura Branigan. Anyway, okay. it's a good song. Um, I'll believe you. It's, it's, it's like a what hit wonder, I feel like. I like how you're like, they sang it on Glee, which means I should definitely 100% know it. You don't have your frame of reference for a lot of songs being, oh, I know this from Glee. Wow, can't relate. Uh, no, actually. <laughs> See, that's that's the difference between your age bracket and mine is that I did hear a lot of those songs before Glee. So, Well, I knew a lot of them, but sometimes they did obscure ones, so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, there were some songs that they did on Glee and then became famous because of Glee. Like, um, what was that song that was like really popular by Fun in like the early two thousands? We are young. Yes, that song. They sang it on Glee and then song. it like blew up. <laughs> Ugh, I hate that song. <laughs> I like it, but it's overplayed. Okay. <laughs> so, so it is kind of annoying. Yeah, I just tend to hate things that get dragged into the ground. Understandable. Anyways, um, you know what doesn't get old? The Yellow Jackets theme song. Never. Oh my god, they should sing that on Glee. (laughs) Can you imagine like all of the (laughs) girls singing the Yellow Jackets theme song? I actually can. (laughs) Me too. Um. If the show, if Yellow Jackets came out like, you know, 10 years earlier, they probably would have uh, covered that theme song on Glee. So they would have been like, we're doing a Halloween episode. It's a spooky (laughs) song. Oh, God. I don't know if I'm like glad that that never happened or like upset that it never happened. I know. That's how I feel about a lot of things with Glee. I'm like, do I love it or do I hate it? I don't know. Glee exists in a strange limbo between love and hate. Exactly. It's it's both love and hate at the same time. So, And it really set the precedent. Like, if I hadn't watched Glee, then I wouldn't know how to handle so many other shows that came after that. Like, I feel like because I watched Glee, I can watch anything, you know? Yeah, that's true. It was a a really singular experience. (laughs) You were forged in the fires of Glee, is what you're telling me. (laughs) Yeah. As as a lot of gay people my age, you know. Yeah, fair. Um, okay, so Lottie's the Pope. The episode opens up with everybody in the forest, like, waking up and having a bad hangover. And I was like, you think this hangover is bad? Wait until you eat Jackie in, like, two episodes. <laughs> You're really in for it then. Yeah. This is a really big adult Misty episode. I feel like it is probably her best episode this season. Yeah, this was so good. Um, I did not remember this being such a big episode for her, but it was so funny. She had so many funny lines. Yeah, so basically it opens up in 1996, like you said. It has like some panning shots, whatever. Shauna picks up the hunting knife. Uh, and then it cuts to the like, it was like nurse, nursing home or hospice or wherever she works with older dead people or older dying people. <laughs> older dead, dead people. people. <laughs> not yet. Uh, <laughs> So she's she walks to Gloria's room and they're like cleaning it up and you know putting away the sheets or whatever and she's like she was so young and the woman says she was 89. <laughs> that, I wrote that down too. God it, it cracks me up every time so and that's just like a little preview. Um, oh yeah so we should mention just in case people forgot because we did mention this in the pilot episode but Gloria is the woman in the pilot episode who Misty withholds medication from. So Gloria has an arc on this show mostly involving her dying. But still, you know, 
she's been mentioned in multiple episodes and then she's a very important character actually she is yeah (laughs) she kind of moves the plot along even after death yeah so um yeah misty is like trying to ask the the people who are cleaning the room up about gloria's funeral and they're not really telling her anything because they're like okay you're weird misty (laughs) uh and then she she says that she'll ask the guy at the morgue and i was like oh that's very normal for a nurse at you know either a nursing home or a hospice or whatever just know somebody at the morgue <laughs> like, she, she says i'll just ask kenny at the morgue he's always right. got the 411 like she, she knows his name and everything like she just regularly gossips with the guy at the morgue about <laughs> dead people that's very misty. oh my god and like knows about people's funerals it was hilarious though i did yeah. note that misty's tote bag is a picture of a, a chicken and it says please don't ruffle my feathers yeah <laughs> yeah she always has like bird themed stuff so oh i didn't even um, notice the bird thing i was just like of course misty would like wear some like cliche like oh like a oh, live laugh love type thing yeah oh it's friday like some, fra- <laughs> some phrase yeah yeah that like from like forever 21 yeah i just read it as like <laughs> Misty being obsessed with birds. Yeah, that fits. So Misty was really um, at her job to like pick up some supplies, some murder supplies, because you can't buy them from the store because that's how you get caught. Yeah. By buying stuff from the store. And apparently she made a deal with Natalie, which we find out later. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even I I didn't I don't think I noticed this the previous times I watched this episode that she made a deal with Nat. But I noticed it this time and I'm like, what the fuck is the deal? And (laughs) Nat is like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're referring to Nat going to the uh to the reunion there was a reunion yeah. right yeah and i was like oh my god so misty like asked her to prom basically yeah but, like the adult version i actually found like, it kind of pure I, I actually kind of thought it was sweet i was like yeah okay misty like, was okay, like okay i'll help you cover up a dead body <laughs> if you go to the reunion with me that's hilarious like, yeah that's all you have to do is you have to come to the reunion with me honestly that kind of makes sense though given that misty has been completely obsessed with now this entire season yeah yeah and misty is also well i'm getting ahead of myself but she was having an absolute ball like the time of her life at that reunion the only person (laughs) who was enjoying it more was Allie. (laughs) so Allie and misty were really the mvps of this episode (laughs) they kind of were oh man poor jackie she died this episode and she wasn't Ooh. even that memorable. No. Well, she took a huge L, so, of freezing to death in the snow. Oh, Poor Jesus. thing. Poor thing. We'll get to that. We will. Um, so, Nat and Travis, back in the 90s, Travis is, like, pretending that he's fine, which is honestly very in character. I do feel bad for him. Yeah. Um, I thought about that, too. Like, it very much feels like, I mean, we've been talking about this all season, like, how he has this, like, armor of, like, masculinity that he tries to put on, and, and it felt like he was doing that. It really felt like he was putting it on, too. So, it was, like, fake, like obviously not real but he was like pretending to be fine so yeah and i don't remember i think travis brings it up like the fact that he slept with jackie and natalie is just like i really don't care about that and i was like she has her priorities in check because she, she doesn't does. care about it at all like she's, the only, is that, she's like, the only one who doesn't she's care the actually only one everybody else seems to care about it in this episode yeah uh. i noticed that it was very like teen drama in that way i was like why does everyone yeah. care so much that jackie and travis slept together you Relax. know i kept asking myself that throughout the episode uh except for now 
that, Nat does not seem to give a shit. So, and that's the only person that really matters, except for right. Travis and Jackie. Like, exactly. <laughs> I have more to say about that later, but yeah, yes. Javi is missing. Travis wants to find him. Uh, Nat wants to help him, but he doesn't want her help. That's the main gist. And then they're like kind of not really in the episode again until the end. Yeah. Oh, they they confess their love to each other, or Travis tells Nat that he loves her. Blah, right. That's blah, at blah. the end. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was in this scene. <laughs> it's literally like one of the last scenes. Oh, never mind. <laughs> that's right. Wow, you oh, spoiled right. it. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, listeners. I know you're like <laughs> discovering the plot of the episode as we recap it, but uh... <laughs> I know you were waiting with bated breath to know if Travis <laughs> loves Jackie. I mean, Matt. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> We're doesn't sure love he Jackie. doesn't love Jackie, but <laughs> unfortunately, I think Sean is like the only person who loves Jackie. But oh, so sad. <laughs> I know. Uh, given how Shauna treats Jackie in this episode, especially like yeah, oh, damn. Uh, but again, we'll get to that. Yeah, I was like, I was watching the episode, and I was like, oh, I feel like the adult timeline is like so much better in this episode. Like every time they went to the teen stuff, I like didn't care as much. And then okay. I was like, wait, but the ending is huge like then it gets yeah. to the jackie stuff and i was like wait okay yeah it <laughs> never does mind quite yeah. a bit yeah no i you know it can be a little bit mellow in this episode but yeah but also this is one of the best episodes i feel like for the adult timeline like it's so I agree. eventful the adult timeline so stuff good. is really good in this episode it is <laughs> peak adult timeline really i guess because so. the last episode was the big one for the teens so true true this one is like the big one for the adults i don't know Makes sense yeah and i mean you know it definitely varies throughout the show like some episodes like the season two finale for me the teen timeline really stands out but yeah anyway yeah um, yeah this is a good one for the adult timeline for sure yeah i mean i think like the um the reunion being like the big set piece is like the reason why <laughs> the reunion is like such a big deal yeah for sure if anything, they could have even, like, led up to it even more. They could have been, like, oh. They could have, like, brought up the reunion, like, three episodes ago, and it would have been, like, oh, shit. Yeah. There's going to be they brought it up last episode, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, but honestly. Jeff brought it up. Yeah, they don't even really have to hype it that much. Like, it creates its own hype when you watch it. Like, it has become a legendary scene in its own right, so. Yeah. So, we have more of uh, adult Misty being really funny. <laughs> Yeah, or Christina Ritchie being really funny, really. Oh my god, this is just such a good Christina episode. Like, she, Misty walking in and asking, Who died? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just the way she says it. Like, also, Taisa's reaction when she opens yes. the door and Misty's standing like, there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, also a good episode for like little Tony Cypress moments for sure. So. Always. Always. They need to let her be funny more. They really do, because she has such good comedic timing. Yeah. Uh, Shauna and Ty are like, this is your idea. Like, you want Misty here? Great. <laughs> yeah. And then, what is it that Misty says? She's like, oh, hi, Misty. The whole little <laughs> speech that she gives. Yeah, because Ty and Shauna are just, like, really annoyed that she's there. And yeah. Misty's like, wow, you guys are really ungrateful. Like, how about, hey, Misty, nice to see you. Thanks for helping you with this murder. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I was watching, I was thinking, like, yeah, she's right. You guys are being rude as hell. And she's yeah. to get rid of a dead body. She is right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Misty is annoying. And, yeah, she poisoned you guys with mushrooms that one time in the woods. But, like, let bygones be bygones, guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, come on. For real. Um, <laughs> Misty also, so Misty's like going through her plan and she tells Shauna that she's the best with the, she's like, Shauna, you're the best with the knife, obviously. So you're going to cut yeah. off the body. Yeah. Yeah. That was another line that, uh, that I wrote down as well. Cause it was really funny. It's just, it's, it's her line delivery as much yeah. as it is the lines themselves. Like, she's Christina's just perfect. Really funny. Yeah. Shauna, you're the best with the knife. Clearly. <laughs> because I don't even think it's like, some of it is Misty like trying to be funny like when she says who died Um, she's like who dies kidding and then she laughs at her own joke (laughs) (laughs) who died (laughs) some of it is also just like genuinely misty being misty and like christina being funny in the delivery oh yeah definitely Nat and Shauna are cutting up the body, or really Shauna is, but like Nat, Nat is like Nat there. is like I'll help you, and like it almost sounds like she wants to do it for emotional support, but I think she's just there to talk to Shauna about it. Travis. She's basically, yeah, yeah. So Nat is convinced that the blackmailer killed Travis. Uh, is how that conversation goes. Yeah, no better time to discuss that than when Shauna's literally like cutting up a body, <laughs> which yeah. was graphic. I was eating while I was watching this episode and I was like, ooh, bad choice. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gross, honestly. I mean, Shauna says, uh, Nat's like, do you remember how to do that? And Shauna's like, yeah, it's just like riding a really gross, fucked up bike. Like, <laughs> yeah. But she's also using like a powered like saw tool to mm-hmm. slice his arm off. Pretty it sure kind of looked like a anything. like a turkey cutter, like a meat yeah. cutter. <laughs> Pretty sure they didn't have anything like that in the woods. So might be a slightly different technique, but yeah, it was definitely gross the way they portrayed it. Yeah. I also think this is like the most I mean, I guess they don't really as adults they haven't really interacted that much as a group. But this is like the first time they directly talk about like the fact that they cut up bodies and stuff. Yeah, it is a very direct reference to that. I mean, like, because what else could she possibly be talking about there? You know, and it's I mean, I guess she could be talking about deer meat, but like she's not. Like, yeah like we it. we know that cannibalism <laughs> happened but it does yeah. get more and more clear every episode <laughs> it's like, right right yeah so it's yeah and yet and yet we all it. still act shocked when it actually happened <laughs> <laughs> right oh my god they're eating who yeah exactly <laughs> They're talking about Travis and Shauna says to Nat, all this time you've been looking for some big conspiracy. What if the truth is just that we're all fucked in the head from what happened to us and you're searching for answers that don't exist? Which I feel like is a commentary on like the audience of the show in a way. I agree. Yeah, completely. This is, you know, this is another one of those conversations that like has a little bit more import to it when you're like looking back on it, having seen more of the show. I mean, it also, yeah, like you said, it feels like kind of a commentary on the audience i don't even know if that was necessarily like intentional at the time but it's like you know the whole idea of like conspiratorial thinking and like uh seeing more into things than is actually there is like a huge theme on the show and i i do think it's kind of perfect that it also dovetails with the audience like the way the audience processes the show is like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of i mean i'm not going to call it conspiratorial because it's like a tv show with you know like right. people are trying to f- find out what the plot is whatever right like but yeah it's like you know people want to see oftentimes they come up like, with these like grand dramatic theories to explain things and then it's just like no actually this was just you know 
uh, <laughs> the explanation is it's a TV show about trauma, whatever, you know what I mean? So it does work on that like meta level, as you say. So yeah, it fits the characters and also the audience. Yeah. And I always, I, I really like that about, I think that's a really interesting uh, thing that the show is able to draw that out of the audience at the same time as it's portraying that kind of thinking uh, occurring with the characters. So yeah, and and it's also like that's kind of been Nat's whole thing this season too. It's because she's trying to figure out what happened to Travis, and she's like convinced that everything is connected when really it's just all a coincidence. Yeah, and I think it's like I'm just thinking about this now, but like at the time I was watching it, I was like, like it seemed clear to me that Nat was like very shaken by this uh, little monologue that Shauna gives her, and I mean she pretends otherwise, but like she's clearly bothered by it. Kind of reminds me just a little bit of like the big fight scene between Shauna and Jackie in 1996. Like also has kind of like Shauna saying this these sort of like cutting remarks and like Jackie pretending like she's not bothered by it, but in reality being like incredibly bothered by it that's kind of a stretch but kind of reminded me of that i like it we're always like oh this is a stretch i'm overthinking it and then it's like (laughs) actually no i'm on the exact same page as you yeah yeah well you know sometimes i'm like maybe i am over reading too much into this but yeah no i i mean i do like that too because it's like i think in this scene nat is You know, she's like, she's been convinced the blackmailer killed Travis, that there was some greater meaning to Travis's death. And I think that this scene really does. It is the thing that shakes her up so much that she starts to think that Travis killed himself. Uh, And that's her whole thing throughout this episode is that she is coming to the realization in her mind, the acceptance that Travis killed himself, which she has so far refused to even entertain for like the last however many episodes since they found his dead body, basically. Yeah, Shauna did get through to her, even though Shauna is mostly trying to deter uh, <laughs> her away from Adam because she knows yeah. that it wasn't Adam. But it wasn't Adam, and I mean, you know, it also obviously wasn't Jeff, and like she knows the blackmailer was Jeff, and that the blackmailer did not kill Travis. Yeah, and that Adam did not kill Travis. So, and Shauna probably um, does actually believe that it was suicide. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's also well. Yeah, I guess that's a little bit later on. Uh, I was actually thinking about in this episode in the 1996 timeline, there's an interesting contrast of like which characters are presented as the skeptics versus like the believers type thing. You know, mm-hmm. if we broadly break characters down into those two categories, but we'll get to that later. So I'm sure will. ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that in this episode. Mm-hmm. More than I remembered, but yeah. While they're cleaning up like blood and stuff, Missy says, I just got the craziest case of deja vu. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was really funny, too. Again, another, like, hilarious Misty line. Uh, Like, she just, like, wants everybody to think about it and talk about it. Like, she just always wants to (laughs) talk about the wilderness. And everybody everybody else is, like, hardcore avoiding it as much as they possibly can. Yeah, and that (laughs) continues in the second season, too. Yeah. Like, that one time she was like, hey, you guys remember that first summer? And they're like, Misty, shut the fuck up. We don't ever want to think about that, girl. It's just like, We just want to have this unspoken bond without actually talking about what happened. <laughs> Misty's like, can we speak about this unspoken bond of ours? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me, right, guys? Misty voted for Ty in the election. And she also says she only registered so she could get jury duty. Yeah, classic Misty. That's hilarious. <laughs> Most people try to avoid jury duty. Not her, though. Yep. Imagine, like, not care. Like, that being the only reason why you register to vote. You don't care about Oof. voting. 
Oof. Yeah, I I would have some opinions about that. But on a TV character, it's a very funny thing to say. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, vote guys. Vote if you can. <laughs> yeah. It's important. People die for that, right? Anyways. 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 Look at us getting political again. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time or even like the third or fourth or fifth time, but wow. whatever. It's almost like existence is political, you know? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> For example, being gay is often politicized in many countries around the world. Right. Probably all existence of them, Existence really. is political, not by choice. In general. Yeah, but, that's right. You know, people made it like that. Society made it like that. So. Yeah. And now we live in this world. We sure do. So vote. Moral of the story. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, vote for Thaisa if you can, you know? That's um, right. Vote for Thaisa Turner if you live in whatever fucking fictional district of New Jersey <laughs> she's the state senator of. Um, so they've cut up the body. They're going to bury the torso because, according to Misty, the torsos are useless. Um, and yet no one thought to mention tattoos, which really comes back to bite them in season two, which I just find, like, convenient. Like, yeah. first of all, Shauna definitely knows that he has tattoos. I don't know why she wouldn't have brought that up. I guess maybe she just wasn't thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, but so... whatever. <laughs> I think that was basically like a plot hole that the writers forgot about or like or they wrote it and then they cast a guy with tattoos on his back. I I mean, I don't know if those are like Adam's like the actor's tattoos or whatever anyways, but like because it feels like that feels like something where they were like, oops, we forgot to mention the tattoos Mm -hmm. Uh, because in season two. They don't find him based on the tattoos, but they do find his torso and they're like, oh, somebody graded the tattoos off, like graded his skin off, which first of all, disgusting. Second which of all, also I didn't like, happen. Yeah. That's a retcon. Misty, it is uh, definitely a little bit of a retcon because like Misty would have mentioned it in this scene. So I think yeah. they were kind of covering their asses a bit in terms of that because it was a little plot hole, uh, you know, because like people on Reddit like were immediately like, oh my God, he has this huge back tattoo. Are they going to find him based on that? And I'm certain that like some writer or something realized that, oh shit, we wrote a plot hole into this. We need to address it in season two <laughs> and then retconned it. So that's my take on the Adam tattoo situation. Not that I care about Adam or his tattoos, but <laughs> the show clearly cares a lot about that murder investigation. So yeah. I'm forced to think yeah. about it <laughs> in his fucking tattoos. In season two, it sure cares a lot about that. Quite a lot. Um, yes. But yeah, Misty has a plan. You only have, she says, you only have to worry about the head and the hands. <laughs> I also wrote down that there was a little bit of a plot hole related to the tattoo. And then, yeah. So, but Misty has a plan for the head and the hands is the important takeaway from this scene. Misty's got a plan. She's doing things in this episode, man. She sure is. Uh, back in the wilderness, she's reading the Magus. Is it the Magus? Is that how you say it? Or is it Magus? I don't know. M-A-G-U-S? Uh, Magus? Anyway. Tomato, Wait, tomato, on, I guess. Me... I don't know. Who's it also by? comes up in season two because ben, I remember Ben reading it in season two. Okay. I feel like I should like look this up and see what the plot of this book is. because I, I did, it but... It has to be... I don't really remember, though. It's an example of metafiction. It's about somebody... A British graduate teaching English on a small Greek island. Psychological illusions of a master trickster that have become increasingly dark and serious. Okay. It sounds kind of interesting, maybe? I don't know. I'd have to read more about it to decide what it means. I can't do that spontaneously right now. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like the wilderness if it comes increasingly. That's true. Yeah. Uh, a dark trickster. Or is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god, is the Magus uh, Lottie? Oh my god. 
Maybe, or maybe not. Maybe Lottie has her own mages, you know? Wow. Her own dark trickster. That's the real take. I like it. That's right. (laughs) Maybe the dark trickster is in all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just us. There is no Maybe Exactly. There's no dark trickster, guys. (laughs) They're going to say that in season three for sure. There's no mages, guys. (laughs) It's just us. Um... (laughs) The second I saw Jackie in this episode, I was like, oh no, it's the outfit. It's the outfit. <laughs> the outfit. This is what I wore as a costume for Halloween, by the way. Completely. 100% who- accurate. Like, it literally <laughs> yeah. is the exact outfit. Yeah, it's very slightly different, but I won't tell you how, because you would never notice if you hadn't been, like, staring at the show like I did. <laughs> but I-, I feel like I got pretty close actually so i was really proud of myself Um, yeah you should have taken a picture of you like covered in snow (laughs) you know i i took a picture of me standing in snow and i feel like that was enough because it was it it had actually snowed the night before which was hilarious by the way going to a halloween party dressed as jackie and there's like snow outside Um, it's like they knew it's like exactly it's like i called like i called the wilderness (laughs) to drop some snow on the ground (laughs) for my halloween costume just to make it like perfectly accurate you know yeah you're a devoted follower of lottie so this is your prize i absolutely am an acolyte of lottie 100 percent. at least as an adult questions asked yeah oh for sure (laughs) adult lottie yeah oh my god for that girl adult lottie can i can i join the milf cult please (laughs) i'm here for the milf god i like to think that all of the acolytes are just like huge fans of lottie like they're just like dude like why else would you join that cult man like look at her like (laughs) oh i noted that there was yet another uh flashback to something that just happened in the last episode just i also noticed always have to note it now just saying (laughs) yep i don't think it was a season two exclusive technique yeah it was okay it was like so it was like shauna asked if anybody had seen jackie and then we see a flashback to so then Jackie walks up and then we see a flashback to various things that happened in the previous episode involving Jackie and also Shauna. And so I mean it's not like the worst, but you know, it, it's a little on the nose since it was literally just the previous episode. So Yeah, just in case we forgot. <sighs> yeah. Which I actually had not forgotten that. Uh yeah, that's the one thing like that we can't ago. forget because right. we don't like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> That whole uh, Doomcoming sequence, so... It tends to be one of the two extremes. If you really love something or you really don't like something, it kind of sticks with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mari kind of turned on Jackie. I remember earlier in the season, yeah. Mari and Jackie were kind of getting along. They um, were, and like Jackie was like, um, she was like being friends with Mari to to make Shauna jealous that yeah. one time in the water, <laughs> and it worked also. And then there was like that time where somebody was like, "Who has a good arm or whatever?" and and uh, Mari was like, "I do, Jackie." <laughs> and it's like, girl, she was like a fan like of that? Jackie. Yeah, like girl, stand up. <laughs> But yeah, that definitely worn off at this point. So, but we also saw earlier in the season, Mari was very, she was a little antagonistic with Lottie and that definitely changes a lot. Mari changes up really quick. She does, you know. (laughs) She's very indecisive. uh, Not going to say she has no loyalty, but you know. I don't know. I mean, Akila seems to be the only friend that, the only true friend that she has. But even then, like. I feel like there's not as much of them in season two. Uh, 
I feel like there's there a decent is. amount there of them. Is. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least separately. Probably not as much, not as many scenes together, maybe. I yeah. feel like. Because Akila gets more of her scenes with Ty. Uh, or she gets scenes with Ty or her, or her mouse. Her pet mouse, yeah. Her pet mouse, who in a shocking <laughs> reveal is actually dead. Yeah, they decided to give Akila her own storyline in season two. Yeah. Which is yeah. Akila got her own storyline. Mari got somewhat of a storyline. Mari just got more thing. aggressive with her already existing like characterization true. <laughs> like, true. yeah yeah more aggressive uh she also got some really funny lines in season two yeah can't wait for that <laughs> we love mari <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the whole show in fact uh it's oh, a Mari line, okay. but yeah. Wow, I can't wait. I know. I, I don't feel like I should say it right now. No, I, I got to keep it. the suspense. It's got to be yeah. a surprise. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I just have a note that says, "Why does everyone care so much that Jackie screwed Travis? Like even more than Nat yeah. cares? Is it just yeah. '90s misogyny?" Is what I wrote. I like don't why know. do why do Van and Ty care? Van and Ty are being like really mean about it too. Yeah, yeah, because so so Jackie was like, Shauna was like, has anyone seen Jackie? Jackie walks out. She's like, I have nothing to say to you. I have nothing to say to any of you, actually. Something like that. And then <laughs> Mari is like, yeah, like, you're so innocent. Jackie says, I'm not the one who went insane last night. Van is like, yeah, you were too busy screwing Travis. Like, who cares? Like, why are you guys yeah. so upset about this? They care like, more about this than they do about Shauna screwing Jeff. Yeah, well, that's a big contrast. <laughs> Which should be kind of, way worse. It should be worse. Like, but I think I was thinking about this because it, on the face of it, makes like zero sense. And I mean, I think it's supposed to be. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Jackie's so upset is because she's again, I think, obviously in the right and like mm-hmm. correct Jackie's about in the things. right in this whole episode. She is in this episode, in the previous episode. Like, yeah, I've been in her corner for a little while now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she is correct. Like, she's right to be upset to be more upset about the Jeff thing. First of all, you know, Travis and Natalie were not like going steady as she right. has pointed out before. They were like broken up at that point. Uh, Travis makes his own decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he is capable of that. Uh, right. You could say arguably he was high, but it's not like she knew. Yeah, and I she think didn't at the point know. where they started having sex, he was not high or it did not seem like he was. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But yeah, so I was thinking about it. Well, I think Jeff got thing- Shauna pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Which and she didn't so tell Jackie about it for the longest time. Yeah. So the thing is, like, objectively speaking, the Jeff and their best thing, friends. Like, like, it's way worse. Yeah. It's, it's way, way worse. worse. Like and in every way. Basically, Ty has known about this. Like Ty knows yeah. that it's Jeff's uh-huh. baby, and mm-hmm. yet, why does she? Why is she giving Jackie so much shit for sleeping with Travis? Like, yeah. Relax. Yeah. So I think. The only thing that I can think of is that I think it, so it, it mostly comes from like Van, which is weird, but like Van, Mari, basically people who are kind of being set up to be, if not like Lottie acolytes just yet, like part yeah. of the, the group thing. And so like the thing that I guess stands out to me is like the diff- the only difference is that one of them happened in the wilderness and the other did not happen in the wilderness. And so like in a way it was a trespass, not because I guess it was like special to Travis. It was just because it happened there and it was like going against like, I guess, group morale or something or like group cohesion or something like that. Not that they're really thinking about it in those specific terms, but it was like trespassing against the group. Like if we're supposed to think about them as a wolf pack, it was like breaking the rules or something. Not 
not that these roles were very obviously laid out or at all. But because like, Jackie I, sees it that way in a logical way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and yeah, so I think that's the thing is it's more of a trespass against the idea of like group cohesion. As we see like Ben fall out with the group in season two, again, it's like trespassing against group cohesion more than anything else. Like it's not like they're mad at him because he didn't eat Jackie. They're mad at him because mm-hmm. he didn't participate in something that everybody was doing, right? Or like yeah. he sort of makes himself an outcast. So, and I guess if you look back at the previous episode, uh, everything that they did when they were high, I mean, they were all high except for Jackie. So she was like out of place and she was like not participating in any of that. So. Yeah, although Natalie also wasn't participating, but I guess that's just because she was off with Ben. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so she was on drugs, though. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like a super important thing, but I guess that's a little different. But also with Natalie, there's something about Natalie where her being an outcast actually brings her like closer to the group, at least eventually, in a weird way. But yeah, that's more of a season two plot, I guess. So I guess... They all just like thought they were drunk last night because nobody realizes that they were high and they discovered that um, it was Missy's mushrooms. And then Missy blames it on Mari because she stole the shrooms and put them in the stew. Uh, First of all, insane to think that like Mari's like um, huckleberry hooch that she was making was enough to make them all go crazy like that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've never drank any kind of alcohol that was enough to make me do any of the things they did in the previous episode i think they Um, all like knew that some weird (laughs) shit happened but like obviously no one wanted to talk about it yeah but yeah ben mentions shrooms they're all drugged yeah and mari says oh my god do you have any idea how crazy you are and she says it in a way that like kind of makes me laugh a little bit i really (laughs) mari is another character where like her line deliveries just completely make her lines yeah that actress like really makes the most of it like she's really a standout yeah it's and it's usually like super deadpan (laughs) yeah like really cutting line delivery which i think is always fun and then also, I, just, I mean, I already said this, but like the, the teen stuff is so like YA drama in this episode. Like it's like everybody's <laughs> arguing about who slept yeah. with who and like Ben is like, whoa, guys. Yeah. Whoa. Like, Jackie slept with Travis. Okay, calm down. Right. Misty like actively blames Ben for tricking her into falling in love with him. Oh, yeah. And, like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, no. Can we move past this storyline? Can we get to season two, Misty? Misty. The way that she just like like, unashamedly said that in front of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just like no self-awareness from her sometimes. So then a giant bear appears and I don't live anywhere where bears exist or go camping or hiking or anything, but I'm pretty sure Uh that if it's a brown bear, you're supposed to not move and they did not follow the rules. No. Am I right? Well, brown bears are, yeah, they're pretty dangerous, actually. I would be shitting my pants if a fucking brown bear walked up to the cabin it that I was really in, scary. actually. It looked what? Really scary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So grizzlies, grizzlies are, they're scarier than black bears. Like, black bears are like, they're just like goofy little things. I mean, they could technically <laughs> kill people, but like, they usually don't. They just dig through people's trash, usually, which they're not supposed to because it attenuates them to being around people too much. But like, they're not as dangerous, not nearly as dangerous. Whereas grizzlies, like, they can definitely kill you. I mean, yeah, they're scary. <laughs> uh, I've never actually seen a grizzly before, and I kind of want to, but I kind of don't. You know what I mean? 
So but no, you I, don't I definitely because I, mean, I definitely don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I mean because I'm like a freak who like you know goes on backpacking trips in grizzly bear territory in in the mountains. So that's an active risk that I've taken in my life. But yeah, anyway, I've seen yeah. cane bear. Okay, I don't need any. Oh, okay, that. so you know what it's like. Basically. Yeah, I've seen the very real documentary <laughs> cocaine bear. <laughs> So if you came across a grizzly bear that was that had snorted a bunch of cocaine, you would know how to deal with it. Yeah, I would fucking shit my pants and hope that yeah. there was a weapon that I could kill it with. So like, you're the bear expert here. Right. Exactly. Okay, cool. So you can answer all bear related questions. Good to know. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a very realistic movie. Well, <laughs> so the way I would, you're supposed to, yeah, you're not supposed to move. Well, okay. So you're supposed to make yourself look bigger than the bear and like, you like wave your arms at it and like basically try to get it to go away or you could step away from, there's a lot of, listen, when I went backpacking in Glacier National Park, the park rangers made me watch a 30 minute video about like mostly bear safety, also various other things like hypothermia and wow. like- it had very specific instructions about like when you're supposed to sometimes you have to curl into a ball on the ground or like sometimes you can attack the bear back you carry like a can of like what's called bear spray it's basically like really intense mace like uh pepper mm. spray that you can use on the bears but only if they're charging you basically and then it'll like then it'll make them run away or whatever anyways yeah bear safety is a complicated issue wow um but yeah we learned so much on this episode of our podcast (laughs) right bear safety oh my god i mean you could probably find on the national park service website that 30 minute video about what to do if you're backpacking in um you know the rocky mountain wilderness which the yellow jackets should have fucking watched because it would have taught them a lot of things yeah come on don't stay outside in the cold you know for example (laughs) or how to deal with bears but i mean on this show the long and the short of the the whole bear thing is that like the bear just walks up to them and it lays down and Lottie stabs it in the neck and it dies immediately. So yeah, which I was like, I think it's gonna take more than that to kill it. But okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was like a really, it was a real precision strike. Like she really hit like you know an artery or whatever. Do we have info on if this is a real bear? I'm assuming it's like CGI, right? Oh no, it's it's <laughs> definitely CGI. <laughs> That would be I mean, crazy. When she, when she stabbed it, it definitely looked like fake. But yeah. before that, I was like, I did think the bear oh. looked pretty realistic. Like if they had a tamed bear, like walk up to her. Uh, yeah, I don't or think they, they just would. like had a bear that they shot separately. Like, oh, like I don't know. Yeah, like they just like filmed an action. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm assuming okay. it's fake, but you it looked pretty know. real to me. But I also have never okay. seen a bear in real life. So, okay. well, maybe I had yeah. like at the zoo or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, probably. It doesn't matter. It's just a thought I had. Yeah, we're not going to talk that much about bears in this episode. I mean, we already kind of did. That was mostly my fault. I apologize, everybody, for the bear facts. <laughs> bear it fact. could save your life one day, though. Yeah. You know? Make yourself look bigger than the bear. That was one thing that I really remember is like that you actually want to make yourself look like tall, and then the bear will just leave you alone. How do you make yourself like, look tall? 
like you just stand up and you raise your arms above your head and you kind of like wave them back and forth a little bit. Okay. And then the bear will be like, oh, you're big. I don't want to mess with you. But Could I mean, you like, like jump up on a root on a tree or something without work? I don't know if you want to do that because bears <laughs> can climb trees. According to Cocaine is... Bear, it's not a very good idea. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Why don't you answer this question, Emily? <laughs> since you've seen this, I just remember Cocaine this bear. I just remember and you this know scene all about bear where where um Jesse Ty- Tyler Ferguson's character was like in a tree, and then okay. the bear attacked him, and then you literally just see like half of his like his torso just like fall down okay see (laughs) like fully attached body like you and i have different areas of expertise (laughs) my area of expertise is watching a 30 minute video on actual grizzly bears your area of expertise is how to deal with a grizzly bear that's high on cocaine which is a pretty rare instance i feel like it's actually based on a true story i did the research yeah probably based (laughs) extremely loosely it is is extremely loose But I'm sure all the safety stuff was, like, really accurate, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) The moral of the story is that, like, what would actually happen if a bear snorted that much cocaine is that it would die. It would not go on a crazy killing rampage. (laughs) Just like if anyone were to snort that much cocaine. Um, (laughs) But anyway, the rump shaker needle drop is always so fun to me. Yeah, that's a good one. There's a couple of good ones at the uh, at the reunion because yeah. they get very like '90s with it. Mm-hmm. So appropriate. Yeah. And, um, adult Allie is here. Allie's back. She was in the pilot and oh the finale God. of season. One. <laughs> wow, it's like so poetic. It no, really she is. She opens up the season. I I really hope she's in like the series finale for the show. <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't know. I don't know what they have to do to incorporate her character into it. I don't know what the show will look like at that point, but I want her in it. I'm just going to put that out there. Ashley and Bart, if you're listening, I know you are. Karen, like, <laughs> we want Allie in the series finale of the show. They could there do, go. like, a, a free idea for you. They could do, like, a whole Allie episode where they just, oh like, bring us through what she was oh, going dude. through. Imagine wow. if the... Like, just Imagine an Allie perspective episode. That would be hilarious. If, I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, what if the series finale was, like, Allie perspective on the show? I would be probably actually really mad. <laughs> yeah. But I would also have to respect the chutzpah that you would have to do, have to have to do that, so. Oh, my God. It's like a, like a sliding doors episode where it's like, what would have happened if... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What would have happened if Yellow Jackets was actually about, like, the the borderline grifter lady who's, like, really intensely into being a Yellow Jacket. And, like, all we remember her doing in the pilot was um, being kind of mean to Van for no reason and then breaking her leg. Yeah. Also, she gets the first line in the show, right? Oh, yeah, she does. I remember we talked about that. So we've seen her as an adult before, right? Yeah, yeah. Did she have this same accent in the pilot? Yes. Yeah, she did. Okay, so (laughs) same actress. For some reason. She did not get recasted. When she was a teenager, she did not have this really intense New Jersey accent. No. She just developed it over her life. (laughs) She did. Yep, she sure did, which is, oh, God, amazing. But also, like, she did not get recasted, which is really funny. Like, they kept her actress in the pilot and also in this episode. So they got her to come back. That's not the case with some of these people. So, you know, not any major characters. But I'm pretty like, sure Randy was in ones. the pilot, too. Yeah, I think Randy and Allie both got lines. I don't know. Wow, good for them. Yeah, good for those minor characters. <laughs> 
Oh, Teen Randy was definitely in the pilot. Yeah, I think um, Adult Randy was too, though. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, he might have been. Um, I think I had generally less awareness of Randy and Allie the first time I watched this show. I don't think they registered on my radar at all. So Yeah, me either. Um, Who is that lady? I really don't care who she is. (laughs) Shout out to the actress who plays Allie because she's so fucking funny. She's very funny. Uh, There are many funny things in this episode. But yeah, so Allie comes over and like kind of hits on Jeff a little, which is interesting. And she asks where Shauna is and she's like, (laughs) she launched just into this whole thing about like oh she feels so much responsibility as a member of the team and like i just i so i know i accused jeff of having peaked in high school vibes in the last episode Allie absolutely peaked in high school she goes into this whole speech about how like oh 10 year reunion people won't show up 20th they don't really care but 25th <laughs> reunion that's reunion pay dirt she calls it reunion pay dirt like this is a really this is a thing for her why she has classifications though? girl i don't know i think it's just because of the time gap that they wanted to show on the tv show but you know what she sells it (laughs) yeah so you believe that she really cares about that 25th reunion (laughs) so uh but yeah she so peaked in high school which is when she broke her leg and did not make it onto the plane i kind of feel like most of the people at this reunion peaked out peaked in high school (laughs) yeah definitely i mean i've I've mentioned this before but like the fact that they all still even live in whiskayak is fucking crazy (laughs) yeah yeah like all of the main characters yeah except for uh lottie and van they're like fuck off fuck you guys we don't want to go back there as they should van fucked off to ohio i mean jesus (laughs) i guess it's still better than she she got pretty far maybe yeah listen i think i've heard oberlin is really cool i don't know about ohio in Mm. general okay yeah (laughs) can't say i've only been to cleveland from what i know oberlin is like the Mm. portland of ohio Okay. Yeah, I would believe that. I think I've heard like. good things it's about like a college. It's a college town. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Missy shows up to Gloria's funeral, and she's just, like, talking to Gloria's daughter and talking about how much she loved Gloria and how she was, like, a daughter to her, and she was such a bright ray of sunshine. Like, does Missy actually believe this, or is she just, like, bullshitting? <laughs> I. It's kind of hard to tell, because, like, why would she need to launch into this whole thing? I guess to explain her presence there, like, why is she there? Like, I don't think she does, though, because based on the way that Misty treated Gloria in the first episode, did not get the sense that there was actually a warm relationship between Misty and Gloria. So I wrote down the line that really got me was like, she said something like after the last stroke, she lost control of, she lost all control of her facial musculature, but you could really sense her inner joy. (laughs) It was just like (laughs) the way that Christina says these things is just, it's too funny. Like, but yeah, no, I, I don't think Misty actually believes the bullshit that she's saying, but she's pretty good at selling it. So yeah, the reason she showed up to Gloria's funeral is just so she can cremate Adam's head and hands with Gloria. So I mean, I don't know Gloria, how she got access to the. Tomb, I was thinking but... that too, but I guess she just, you know what? She just snuck him in there. She did a heist thing, a reverse do they heist. Do cremation like right away like that? Like you have a funeral and just go ahead and cremate <laughs> like right they just, there? They just like bake him up there. I don't <laughs> think so, but you know, I guess that's that's the tv show asking us to suspend disbelief (laughs) because that does not seem like that's how it would work no not at all 
Yeah, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure that's not how it we're works. gonna cremate her, and then they cremate her like at her own funeral. Yeah, yeah I literally. Don't think so. <laughs> like, please come over for the ceremony <laughs> while we watch Gloria being turned to ash. Okay, wow, Jesus. <laughs> this is when was this when I texted you and I was like, wow, I feel like we all need Misty at a funeral. Like, she really says some comforting things. Yeah. Gloria's daughter's like so confused. She's like, are you sure you're talking about my mom? Yeah, which is so funny because it's it's when Misty is like telling her like, oh, she was such a ray of sunshine, blah, 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 blah. And her daughter's like, are, are you talking about Gloria de Janeiro? <laughs> like, really? She was not a ray of sunshine is the implication here, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, she I wasn't is... when we saw her, but. No, exactly. <laughs> the one time, yeah. But yeah, and then I was like, yeah, Misty should have been at the Shiva and Shiva baby. So <laughs> I stand by that. She should have. Maybe Danielle wouldn't have had a nervous breakdown, you know. The whole plot of the movie just <laughs> wouldn't exist it's if Misty possibly was there. It might have been worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's possible. Just, I don't know if it's possible. Like, but... <laughs> someone make an edit of Shiva baby and just, like, stick Misty in the background of the scene. <laughs> just saying lines <laughs> like that, yeah. I feel like you could make it fit because a lot of the stuff that she says is like totally in line with what like middle-aged jewish people would say at a shiva i mean everybody says some unhinged shit in that movie anyway (laughs) (laughs) anyways watch shiva baby guys it's a classic it's a modern classic modern classic one of the top horror movies of the 21st century (laughs) (laughs) truly truly yeah a horror masterpiece Yeah, I will say, though, you know, like, I can't pretend to be untouched by Glee because the minute (laughs) Diana Agron shows up in fucking anything, I'm like, oh, fucking, oh, my God. And, like, I did know that she was in that movie. Didn't matter. I was still like, holy fucking shit, it's Diana Agron. I had the same reaction the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, my God, I (laughs) forgot somehow. Oh, my God, she's in this. Because she doesn't show up right away. No, but she also plays, like, a very crucial role in the film. Yeah. (laughs) She's the mother of the titular baby. Exactly. (laughs) Like, she's the Shiva baby mama, (laughs) you might say. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're welcome for that one, everybody. Um, I've only seen Shiva maybe like seven times. It's fine. Oh, that that few? I'm shocked. Yeah, I have to. You know, I got to do better. You do. Um, I mean, you practice. You saw Bottoms like seven times in theaters. So yeah, I did alone. So I know you can do better. It actually wasn't seven. It was like five, but still. <laughs> okay, sure. Whatever you say, Emily. I believe you. Thank you. Um, Ty and Shauna respectively go home to their empty houses and have a little cry sesh shauna's crying in the shower it's sad jeff got shauna a new dress i guess he realized that the other one was ugly and that she didn't like it it wasn't like her style at all yeah Um, i was like okay so nat told missy she'd go and shauna's there with jeff and then i was like why is taisa at the reunion but i mean i guess it kind of makes sense why she'd show up if she's like trying to look good for her run or whatever but but simone isn't there i don't know right she is the politician of the group so that does actually make sense in that way but yeah, I was thinking, so when they were having their little cry sesh, like Ty, Ty crying, Shauna crying, Nat combing her hair, I guess, which is not crying, but close enough, I guess. <laughs> I was thinking like, yeah, they probably all thought that their days of like cutting up dead bodies were behind them, Aww. but they sure are not. So yeah, we'll see, that's the thought that I had when that scene happened. So You're right. That whole thing probably just brought up like everything. Yeah, yeah. 
that they have been trying so hard not to bring up ever. So yeah. And then we have a really nice Ty and Shauna scene before they go into the reunion, which I love. Great scene. Yeah, definitely. I don't really have much else to say about it other than that I love it. But you know me. I always yeah. love when Ty and Shauna get content. Any Ty and Shauna scenes are always good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Natalie shows up because as we pointed out earlier, she promised Misty that she would go. And then the three of them walk in in this very iconic scene of dramatic slow motion and they are clearly the talk of the town here because <laughs> it, it's actually really funny to watch some of the extras in the scene because yes. they look like overly shocked <laughs> at them walking through in a really funny way i was like they, they are know. reacting <laughs> <laughs> You know what? They're uh, SAG after members, and they were earning their paycheck that day. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, it's really, it's pretty, it's a very memorable scene where they walk in dramatic slow motion, and Misty like runs up to them halfway through. Misty is already Misty like is smiling so big. She is having an amazing time throughout this episode. Like she is in her element the whole episode. I don't think there's a single sad moment for her, which is quite a contrast to everybody else. Yeah, Missy's um, just having the time of her life. The time of her life. Again, she loves being a yellow jacket. Like, that's not a... For her, that's not, you know... I mean, I'm sure there is some trauma, but, like, that's a, the best time of her life. She loves talking about it and being asked about it. She's like, yeah. Right. I, I totally am. <laughs> so Also, uh, the needle drop, the offspring great song yeah it's 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 an iconic perfect yellow jacket sequence yeah it is really good for the scene the combination of song and like what's happening in the scene is just perfect so and like they even have like split screens of like people reacting yeah um, (laughs) yeah with like a character in the middle it's really fun totally i also have to shout out this little moment where uh nat smiles at misty which was cute like when misty like walked over natalie was smiling at her yeah so back in the 90s we are we like really quickly got to chop it up the bear meat they're preparing this bear meat that's yeah gonna last them for like three months so yeah we previously just saw it get killed right mm-hmm. now they're like like Aquila is like scraping the skin i think or something like that and they're like or the she's scraping the hide i think is what she was doing but it's like everybody is working on it not just shauna so like they're all contributing mm-hmm. to cutting it up which is nice it's nice they should and help it, it out is a huge bear. it is a huge animal <laughs> it's a giant bear they're like that's okay you you don't have to do the whole thing this time i guess there yeah. also is that yeah. moment where exactly. like shauna goes to like lick the blood off of her finger and Aquila's like yeah. um don't do that i don't really know what that was about but well so maybe she's feeling a little bit nihilistic i I don't know yeah well you know shauna's a little bit of a weirdo (laughs) and has like this fascination with violence i think to me there's kind of a parallel to be drawn between shauna and misty except like shauna i think has a lot more self-awareness in a lot of ways than misty ever does really but like they're both the two characters that i think are the most drawn to violence and the most prone to being violent out of the group and that's kind of acknowledged like you know even like like within the show like you know shauna is the person who has to kill people basically on the show like for some reason they decide that oh that's that's her thing to do just because i don't know she holds the hunting knife a lot like guys chill yeah you know, right with that too <laughs> like it's kind of <laughs> fucked up guys but yeah so like they're i think they're just establishing like she has this fascination with like you know, violence and gore and things like this. And so she's like, I mean, she's cutting up a dead bear and she, I guess she's curious about it. But yeah, Akila does make a good point, which is that it could make you sick. And the thing about like bear meat, 
uh, is that since bears are, they're not carnivores, but they're like omnivores, so they do eat meat. Omnivores, I think, tend to, especially in the wild, they tend to have a lot more parasites in them than herbivores. And the reason is because parasites accumulate up the food chain. So like the more carnivorous an animal, like the higher it is up the food chain, the more likely it is to have parasites from all the other animals. It eats an animal that ate an animal, you know, if you follow what I'm saying. But yeah, basically like large animals that do eat meat. And so they would like bear, bear meat is not good to eat raw. If you ever, if you were wondering Is any meat good to eat raw? Uh, well, I, I mean like, like domesticated meat, you can you can, I mean, like, but... You can, yeah, yeah. Like, you can eat beef raw, and you're probably not going to get parasites from it, because it's... But that's different. Like, um, you know, they're not in the food supply, if that makes sense. So, like, if bears were domesticated, then, yeah, it would probably be okay to eat bears, but they're not, so... You are just full yeah. of knowledge. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know I, any I of this stuff. Very specific things. So, like, not that you're ever going to find yourself in this situation, but say if you crash landed in the Canadian Rockies and you were wondering, oh, can I eat raw bear meat? No. The answer is no. Well, I wouldn't eat anything raw. I would definitely try no, to cook it. No, I know. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, that's a known thing among, at least among, like, hunters and stuff, is that bear right. meat, you have to cook it all the way because it's not edible. Like, yeah. Is it a common thing to hunt bears and eat them? I don't know about common, but you can, I, I guess. I don't like I that. I will say that I've, I've never killed or eaten a bear. I'm not really a, so, a hunting person. Sorry. <laughs> like, I'm not into that. I'm I, not, like... Okay. I've never killed or eaten. Well, I've eaten a lot of things but never killed anything like i'm not a hunter i just know these things i just have this completely useless knowledge you're a wilderness me, person so. that's right if anything you'd think <laughs> i'd know more about hunting considering i live in florida but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should be a redneck and know about hunting right um yeah. no yeah i've never gone hunting or anything like this if, in, in case anybody thinks that i'm speaking from firsthand experience about raw bear meat totally not <laughs> Uh, but it is true that they have parasites and that you should not eat undercooked or raw bear meat. Thank you. So. The next time I want to eat raw bear meat, I will remember that. <laughs> you'll you'll remember when Akila told Shauna that she would get sick from it and you'll be like, that's right. She knew what she was talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's what she was referencing. So. Yeah, definitely not just like the blood. <laughs> not just like, ew, gross. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Anyway, I had I just, I had to stretch, you know, I had to read into it, okay? That's what I do on this show, on this podcast. Well, good, because it, it was a moment that happened on the show, and I didn't have anything to say about it, so I'm glad you did. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Then we have this um, scene that's basically just like the tie and van conflict setup for season two, which, I mean, I guess kind of has already been set up a little bit in previous episodes, Basically, yeah, I think it was yeah. more like separately. Like we we saw Van get, uh, she received the bone charm from Lottie, right? And then previously we've seen like Thaisa's set up to be, you know, firmly on the skeptical side of things, right? So like we have seen set up with them separately. I feel like they haven't had a direct conflict yet, unless I'm forgetting it, which is very possible because it's been a month since well I there was the episodes. the episode where van got attacked by a wolf and they were arguing yeah. like about the lake and stuff and whatever oh right yeah that makes sense yeah i think it was like a little less like this is a little more rankers like it's a little more there are they're having an argument here you know like they're yeah. having a little um, uh, like a marital spat you know it's more specific because like they're talking about yeah. a specific thing like van is like yes. i saw something and ty is like no you didn't which yeah i mean i have to say uh 
normally I totally see things from Ty's point of view because I'm like yeah. the logical person, but she was a bit frustrating in this scene. Like I was like, please yeah. stop telling her that she like didn't see things. Like you don't know what she exactly. saw. Come on. It was she was honestly being like really condescending. Yeah, I agree with that. She was in like extremely dismissive of what Van was telling her. And it's not that hard to believe. Like, I'm also someone who believes in science, but like she had a near death experience. Like people like you see things when that happens. Like that's like on account. Like it's not that hard to believe that like Van saw some crazy shit because she almost died. Yeah. Supposedly right before you die, your brain gets flooded with this chemical called DMT. I don't know if this is actually, I think this is true. Called DMT. It's also a drug that you can use. Yeah. It's a drug DMT. So people have theorized that it's like a drug trip, basically, that maybe that's why you see crazy things. I don't know. I'm not saying there's any truth to that. But like, yeah, you can, near-death experiences are definitely like a documented phenomenon that it's subjective and that's you know, a big point of their argument is that, like, it's something that Van experienced and, like, there's no way to confirm or deny it. It's just, like, her subjective experience. And, like, Ty struggles with that because it's she's, like, oh, it's, like, she's, like, she scoffs at the idea of, like, I think she says, like, tree demons or something. She's looking at it in more, like, stuff. Yeah, a general sense. Like, she's thinking yeah. of it as, like, the phenomenon and not, like, specifically right. what specific Van experienced. Thing, like, yeah. Yeah. But then, I mean, Van also does, like, she makes the point, like, okay, Lottie is able to, at least in some sense, predict things. And, like, again, the show carefully treads this line where i mean it does basically show lottie sometimes vaguely but predicting things more or less that then happen so you know it doesn't necessarily look crazy to us that van would believe in these things right so true um, but yeah Thaisa is very much like, I think the thing that really bothered me was she was like, you don't believe in this. You believe in like, she said something about sporty spies and like, you believe First that of all, she said, Scully she... is too good for Mulder. Yeah, she said, you um, believe that sporty spice is the most underrated spice girl and that Scully is yeah. too good for Mulder, which I was like, that is the gayest yeah. shit ever. That is like very to gay. a T 90s lesbian. Yeah, for sure. So, but it's like, she's like telling her what she believes and what she doesn't. Right. And like, as if those things correlate either. Like, what does that have to do with this yeah yeah but yeah and i mean the thing for me like you said it's set up for season two they don't really actually resolve anything within this scene it's basically like taisa stops arguing because i think she's afraid of getting van to a point where you know like she loses van so she stops arguing because she doesn't want to have (laughs) these marital troubles anymore basically right because van is like if this is going to be a problem you need to just say it and then ty's like pretty much no it's not what do you mean (laughs) she's like what are you talking about (laughs) it's the classic like ty ignoring things Uh uh-huh yeah she's gonna ignore that it's an issue not there yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's definitely an issue but like if only their their relationship was under like a normal circumstances like believe me ty and van's relationship is toxic as fuck okay but because of the circumstance that they're in it's like okay like i get it you know what i mean like what are they gonna do not be together right they also know and the other thing about this is like this whole like conflict between them doesn't even really like become that big of a deal in season two like it kind of gets resolved quickly because ty Mm -hmm. just like decides that she doesn't care anymore or she or she kind of like yeah like she kind of also um like accepts all of this stuff eventually like at first they're arguing about it but then eventually it it, like doesn't really matter anymore Um, yeah so yeah so i had another thought about this 
I mean, I guess we could talk about that later in the episode, but I, I'll bring that back up again. The fact that Taisa eventually just kind of like goes along to get get along because I think that's important. It's like, mm-hmm. like she is established as a skeptical character and I don't think she ever stops being a skeptical person, but she is able to, she like is able to go along with the group dynamics, you know yeah. what I mean? And at points in season two, especially towards the end, it becomes the thing where she's just like, she doesn't necessarily believe in it, but she's like, well, why not just like, like do it? Like, let me just yeah. try. Well, we gotta no do it this try. way, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like I'm specifically yep. thinking of when Shauna's giving birth and she's like holding on to the bone thing yeah. and like praying to Definitely. it. And she's just doing well, that like... because like she has to do something. Exactly. She's like, why not? You know, I guess I'll go along with it. I'll do the rituals and stuff. And it's, you know, we don't ever get the sense that her actual beliefs change, but she's like, you know, yeah, sure. It's like, uh, sometimes people will have their children baptized, you know, mm-hmm. just in case, like, oh, if this is the thing that keeps my son from going to hell when he dies or whatever, which <laughs> right. is like, it's such a weird, grim thing to think about a baby, but like... <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, it's that kind of phenomenon, basically. I think there's like a few things in this episode that are very obvious, like, okay, so this is going to be a thing in season two, and then it Mm -hmm. really isn't a thing in season two. Um, Mm -hmm. this is like kind of a thing in season two, but it ultimately doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, there's quite a bit of bait and switch for like things that they set up in this episode that I think I do think some people felt like they got a raw deal because they they were like expecting season two to go in a certain direction and then it went in a different direction. I tend to think that that's deliberate and they were like deliberately trying to subvert expectations. But I can also see why people were in some cases not super happy about that. But yeah, I agree with you. It does seem like they, they set up a lot of things and then sometimes it's like it doesn't resolve in the way that you expect it to, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, it's also like it could just be like a just in case thing. Like it could have been when they yeah. were writing it, like they were like, we don't know if we're going to follow up on this, but like right. you want to like lay the seeds that's, to have something yeah. just in case. That's- that's always a possibility or they could have changed their mind like maybe they decided they didn't want to do that anymore which is fine i think that was the case with a lot of lottie stuff to be honest um the the only other thing i wanted to say about this scene was that i watch on amazon prime and it has those little like trivia things like behind the scenes Mm. trivia and it said that there was an anachronism because Thai references Sporty Spice, but Wannabe by the yeah. Spice Girls didn't come out until yep. 97 in the US. So she wouldn't have even yeah. known who that was. Well, I actually, I noticed that also. I was thinking that as I was watching the scene, I was like, wait, were the Spice Girls popular early enough in 1990? See, I don't think... Not in the US, apparently. Not in the US, but also, I don't think Wannabe came out in Britain until like June 96. So I don't think there was a way that they could have even... Like, I think the Spice Girls were pretty immediately popular, Mm -hmm. right? So they were like a huge phenomenon. So I think like Wannabe came out, I'm sure it was a hit immediately, like in the UK whenever it came out. But even if, even in that case, like if they somehow (laughs) were listening to like the big hits in UK radio somehow, right? like it would not have registered before the plane crash. So that's definitely a little bit of an anachronism. (laughs) Um, I think people have pointed that were we was that something that we talked about in the episode where we see jackie's yeah journal or something because i was bringing up the i was looking at dates yes. for everything that she wrote down yes. and a lot of them were anachronistic and then they were we like they hyper overanalyzed yeah. every page they gave a reason for it in season two though yeah I yeah yeah true true yep god i'm sure there are quite a few 
anachronistic things in the show yeah well so because they're just 90 kind of things a, but they're not specific to like yes. 96 or whatever there's also like this is definitely a stretch i'm just gonna tell you that right away and it's kind of ass covering for the show itself but there's also <laughs> kind of a fun thing to think about sorry i had to adjust my microphone for a second there. there's kind of a for me it's kind of a fun way of looking at things is that if you see the like 96 sections as like a flashback in a way mm -hmm. um it's almost like you could see it as like unreliable narration in some instances like this is the way that they remember things and if they remember things like you know if you remember stuff about the 90s you're probably not going to remember the exact year that wannabe by the spice girls came out so maybe they like maybe like their brain could like fill in memories in this way where it's like your brain becomes an unreliable narrator when it comes to remembering specific things at specific times like i said total stretch but i kind of like thinking about it as like you know like if it's like a flashback then maybe they don't have perfect memories of things that happen but that relies on you looking at the show as like the 96 scenes being a flashback versus being a portrayal of things as they happened which I mean, yeah, I'm not I sure haven't I really, buy that really thought that about made. the 96, <laughs> so. the 90s scenes being like, oh, the characters yeah. are like remembering and thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so that's true, is... but that is an interesting way to look at no, it. No, I know. I, I don't think it's true either, but sometimes occasionally I think about it and I'm like, you know, that would actually be a really good device for explaining <laughs> away anachronisms. But yeah. I don't think that that's the case on the show, but, you know, it's interesting to think about, I guess. Yeah, like I said, this is going to be a huge stretch, and it was. <laughs> that's what we love doing here on that's this right. podcast. Overanalyzing. <laughs> you don't come to this podcast for under-analysis, okay, or heterosexuality. We're not going to provide those to you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then there's like this scene between Nat and Kevin at the reunion, which I don't really have that much that much to say about, but I guess it was nice. I guess it was a sweet okay. scene. Yeah, the only thing that I have to note about this scene is that, which has nothing to do with Kevin, like <laughs> Nat is staring at a trophy case at the school and there's a shot of like pictures of, it's Coach Martinez and Travis and then Javi is between them. Mm. And like the way the shot is framed, it's like, like you would not immediately look at Javi at first, like you would in the way that season season one is presented, you wouldn't look at Javi, you wouldn't think he's an important part of this. But like, I feel like once you see season two, that becomes very different. Like Javi becomes kind of a crucial character in Nat's mythology because she oh, yeah. let him drown, Aww. basically. Yeah. Oh, she was probably thinking so. about Javi too. Yeah, well, I was thinking that too, is like, as I watched the scene, I was like, oh, shit. Of course, she's thinking about Travis, but like, she's also so much for shit with Travis has got to be tied up in what happened to Javi, you know, and like this, basically this huge betrayal where like Nat went along with them and like she also let Javi die. I hate that. Sorry I for reading that to you. I so sad you. when I think about Javi. I know. I know. Well, it's just because he's, like, very sweet and innocent. Like, basically does nothing wrong at any point in the show. And it's really, like, a line that they're crossing. Like, a very big line that they're crossing when they uh, choose to let him die, I guess, you know? So, and I think yeah. they all know this, obviously. Mm -hmm. They're not unaware of that fact, but... Shauna orders two Cabernets, a beer, and a white wine spritzer. I'm assuming <laughs> the beer is for Jeff. The two Cabernets are probably her and Ty, and the spritzer is probably for Misty, right? Yeah. yeah. What about Nat, though? Or was the beer for Nat? Maybe the beer was for Nat. 
The beer might have been for Nat. But, I was thinking maybe she was sober, but she's not sober until season two. But then Randy shows up and she orders four double tequila <laughs> shots. <laughs> That's honestly kind of a funny scene the way it, it plays out. Randy just walks up and she's like, oh, I need more fucking alcohol to deal with this shit. And then he immediately, when he sees her like death glare, he like knows that she knows. <laughs> Yeah, and she, I mean, she threatens to kill him and gut him like a pig. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how much Randy knows about what she's capable of, but, like, we as an audience certainly know that she is capable of actually gutting Randy like a pig. There was no need for her to be so graphic. Like, he was scared shitless anyway. Like, he is not going to tell anyone. Yeah, but, like, this is Shauna. There was also no need for her to, like, kill a rabbit and put it in the stew. So... (laughs) You know what I mean? And then before she walks away, she says, you're a good friend. <laughs> yeah, she does. And she, like, means it, She too. does. She's she like, does you're a good it. friend, Randy. She was basically She's like, I sincere. have to take out my anger on you because I can't take it out on Jeff. So thanks. Yeah, because she feels like she can't be angry at Jeff because she just, you know, slept with and killed a guy. So Right. And he's helping her <laughs> clean it up or whatever. Kind right. of. Right, yeah. My note just says, dinner time, yum. <laughs> They're eating bear. They're they're getting ready for the bear. Yeah, I also just have a note that says, we already kind of talked about this with Ty and Van, but it just says, I feel like they pushed like the spiritual stuff really hard in this episode and then didn't really lean that hard into it in season two. Or maybe it just seems like it, like if you watch this episode, it really seems like it's like boiling up and it's going to cause like a lot of chaos. And then like, it kind of doesn't, except, I mean, I guess it does drive them all to hunt and kill people, but like- well, that's also not I, a direct correlation. I think there's not as much conflict over it in season two. And I think you could argue that like this whole scene with Jackie is a big part of it. Like I said earlier, like it doesn't make any logical sense that they would cast Jackie out and not cast Sean out. And I think it's really not logical. It's just like group dynamics. It's like Jackie was not participating. She hasn't been eating. She hasn't been participating. In this scene, she basically calls them all like fucking nuts for doing their little prayer thing like directly. And so they choose to ice her out over this. And so like, so it's like, more about like group dynamics and Mm -hmm. i think the spirituality in season two is less confrontational because by that time everybody has kind of just gone along with it and they have a little bit of conflict but a lot of it is just like the group is at that point just following lottie and in some cases they just directly do what she yeah 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 there's the time jump of a couple of months so um yeah it doesn't like boil over in that way but it definitely I do think that the spirituality element is still there. It's just more like there's not as much open dissent, I guess. And I mean, I kind of wonder, like, looking at the scene, you know, maybe that's like why. I mean, Jackie was like, mm-hmm. you know, she was like, hey, you guys are all crazy for doing this. And and then she goes outside and she dies. Right. It's so, literally like Jackie's the only one who's like so outspoken, yeah. like adamantly against it. And then yeah. she dies. Like she had to die. And I, because, right. And yeah. I had forgotten like how outspoken she was in this scene. Mm-hmm. She was just like, yeah, you guys are fucking crazy. She says, uh, she says, no, I did not thank the dirt for bringing us a brain dead bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she went a little, a little, she could have been a little less harsh, I feel like, but you know, fair point. But like, okay, so the thing I wanted to bring up earlier, I, we're so we were talking about Taisa and how Taisa in season two is less confrontational about the whole faith thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think like a difference, you know, 
I mean, there are many, but like a difference between Ty and like Jackie in this scene is that Jackie does not go along to get along. Uh, mm-hmm. in this. She is not part of the group dynamics anymore. She's like at this point being quite literally cast outside, <laughs> very literally iced out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie. But yeah, so, and then like you see, and you see Ty in the same scene, like Ty does not believe in this stuff any more than Jackie does. Mm -hmm. And you can see it on her face. Like she's like, okay, sure, Van, we'll say a prayer for the bear. Like, and she's a little sarcastic about it. But even trying to defend Jackie. Like she, she, like everyone is arguing about it. And she says, it's okay, guys. Like Jackie doesn't have to, you know, say the prayer. She does a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But she doesn't like, at that point, she's not willing to risk her position with van her position Mm -hmm. in the group like she does not make it a huge conflict basically and she also sees what happens to jackie afterward yeah right exactly i mean and everybody does Mm -hmm. so and you have to imagine that that like changes the dynamics of the group which is like this person was like openly rebellious against the group and then she dies like Mm -hmm. the next day if you're getting into the mindset of these characters who are thinking about things as like events are like karmic retribution from the wilderness like it makes sense that you know oh because x happened then y happened because jackie went against the group then she died you know what i mean right yeah um this scene is like there's this like long sequence where it basically cuts between this dinner scene and the reunion and at this point ali is up on stage and she's like some guys like I don't know what he said, but she says, shut the fuck up, dog. You're a grown man. <laughs> that line always, <laughs> yeah. that is one of the funniest Dude. lines in the whole show for me. Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> the most iconic alley line, really. Her accent. iconic line in this show, right? <laughs> shut the fuck up, dog. You're a grown man. <laughs> like, Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. It's really good. I probably butchered it, but it's really good in the show. That was a pretty good so. impression. Um, Thank you. She then, like, reads Maybe out... I'll dress up as Allie for next <laughs> Halloween. I'm just kidding. Pretty simple costume. <laughs> yeah. Soccer Allie with a broken leg. Oh, that could be good. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that, but... <laughs> god anyway um she reads the dictionary definition of a reunion and then she plays a like photo montage of all the yellow jackets when they were in high school to that really cliche song that i don't know the name of (laughs) that always plays Uh, during sad montages only time by enya i think there you go enya song and i just remember this i think it came out around like 2001 i i remember it playing a lot around like september 11th oh of course oh my god yeah. that's so uh-huh. cliche yeah yeah so and i think it might have come out around that time but yeah it's a it's an enya song and it's it's it, it's funny the way that they use it on the show because it's like it kind yeah. of reminds me it has the same effect of that vitamin c song you know uh graduation by vitamin c that's the name of the song right uh, is that more no. of a my generation thing? They Probably play it at like every thing. graduation or like sad oh, event. Okay. Wow, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked. I feel <laughs> like it's from the early two thousands. I don't okay. know. Anyway, okay. it reminds me of that. Well, I don't remember this from my high school graduation, but that was a long it, time it ago. It was like so. middle school could be my graduation faulty. for me. Okay, it could be my faulty elderly memory. But anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> anyways. it's corny reunion music. Yeah, that's montages. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like showing yeah, I, a bunch of pictures of the yellow jackets. 
Right. Yeah. I was getting, I mean, I was almost getting a little sad because so many of them were dead. Yeah. Not all of them. At first I was like, oh, is this just all the dead people? Because in season one, we didn't know. But but they showed pictures of like Misty and Ty and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, but still I was like, oh. Like so many of them are dead now. You yeah, know? It is Travis really and Javi are dead. Well, I mean, Nat is dead. Jesus. Oh God, uh, no. Lorelei, obviously. Uh, Jackie conspicuously does not show up in this montage for quite a little while, mm-hmm. and I think that's just because Allie is holding it for the big moment. Yeah. <laughs> where she shows this giant picture of Jackie on screen, and that actually is pretty sad because you get the reaction shot of Shauna looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and yeah, like you said, this whole, the reunion scene is intercut with the Jackie argumentation scene. And I think the reason that they're doing that is because, I mean, they're building up to the fact that Sean is going to ice Jackie out and she's going to, she's, she's basically tells her to go outside and she does. She leaves the cabin because uh, they have this big argument and then she dies. So they're like leading up to the fact that like in the show, you know, they all know that Jackie's dead, right? Mm-hmm. Technically at this point, We've had some very strong hints that Jackie is already dead, I'll say. Yeah, but it's like, oh, are we going to find out how she died? Yeah, exactly. We don't know how she died. We don't know what the context was. Technically, it hadn't been like 100% confirmed yet. I think you could plausibly have thought something happened to her. You know, like I said, like we've talked about this in previous episodes. There's tons of foreshadowing for her dying, but we didn't know that details of it yet so i think that's that's what they're building up to basically you know and that's why that's why the montage ends with a picture of jackie also because Allie is just a dramatic person she would do that so yeah van had as lottie to say grace which i was like oh, too bad laura lee isn't here to say grace normal grace yeah. <laughs> and lottie thanks the gods of the sky and the dirt for bringing them the bear which i was like oh okay we're already going there um, i was like you just made that up <laughs> yeah like what just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and this is when misty so they all like say grace and mm-hmm. say thank you and then misty's like jackie didn't say it yeah i noticed that too like misty snitches on her which is like why kind of shitty considering the previous episode was like jackie was the only person who's ever been nice to misty on the show basically (laughs) like girl but yeah to me i i actually think that's like that makes sense for misty because misty has been on the outs like she got basically got in huge trouble with the group for the whole poisoning event um she's very much like a it doesn't really i don't think she's she believes in the spirit of the wilderness or whatever either i would yeah i probably agree. classify her as somebody who's likely to be a skeptic right mm-hmm. but like she is the ultimate like follower uh, lackey type character yeah, yeah follower exactly like and she follows because she feels like that's how she gets an in with the group and so i don't think she's necessarily thinking about this as like you know a jackie thing at all she's like hey i'll snitch on jackie and then people will be mad at jackie and they'll forget that they're mad at misty so that's how I look at this scene. Yeah, agreed. This is when Ty tries to defend Jackie a little bit and is like, okay, guys, like, it's fine. She's allowed to not yeah. say it. And then Jackie is like, don't even try to pretend that you weren't a part of it, Ty. Jackie is not hearing it from anyone. I find it interesting because, like, 
That's really true is that Ty can be, she can try to be as like diplomatic as she wants and like be mm-hmm. logical, but like she does always take apart in things regardless mm-hmm. of it's like her alter ego or what, which I actually yeah. did not even think about whether it was her alter in the Doomcoming episode. Um, yeah, I didn't think about that either, although I guess maybe we should have. Usually but... it's more clear when it is, like it's like yeah. you know when it is. Yeah, I didn't get a sense that it was, yeah. I guess I'll say, so. But yeah. Yeah, Ty does always take a part in everything, even though she doesn't even want to. Like, she would like yeah. to deny it, but... I mean, I think in a way, like, Nat can kind of be said to be similar in some sense. Like, okay, so Nat wasn't necessarily participating in the orgy or whatever, but she was still, like, pers- she, she was still drugged. Mm-hmm. And in a way, she was still taking part in at least that sense of it. All of them were drugged except for Jackie. So Jackie was stood out very much in, in Doomcoming. Like, she was not going through the same experience as any of them, whether or not. And, like, yeah, Nat was not participating in the, the group event, the group activity. <laughs> um, You know, going fucking ham on Travis or whatever. Yeah. But, like, she was still sort of going through that experience together with them in a way yeah in a sense, she was I guess. and i feel like she I wasn't like completely I would say, on the outside looking in like jackie was. yeah exactly and and what i would say is that like in season two the big thing for me with nat is like nat participates in eating jackie like she just does she's just part of it she also participates in the hobby thing she obviously feels bad about it and guilty for the rest of her life but like she participates so mm-hmm. like you know she has in some ways an outsider perspective also but like she also participates in group stuff and eventually becomes the leader so it's a little it's quite it's a bit different like but yeah i see that in ty where she can kind of try and object to things sometimes but eventually ultimately she's gonna go along with it Mm -hmm. so jackie kind of starts going in on everyone and calls them out and mentions that they were all like having an orgy and ben is like hold on Like, oh, we so just funny. howl at the moon now and have fucking orgies? <laughs> and Ben is like, like whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. It's the vibes are just like they all just want to ignore what happened. And like Jackie's mm-hmm. forcing them to talk about it because she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then she like airs Shauna out in front of everyone finally. Like she finally yeah. is just like, you well, fucked Jeff. Whatever. Yeah. Because Shauna told her to calm down and this like immediately pissed Jackie off, Mm -hmm. understandably, because I mean, you know, this is like the kind of the real underlying thing that she's been pissed off about is Shauna. And that's been like building up for episodes because she hasn't actually confronted her about it because they're teenagers. They're not just going to like sit down and have a conversation and like work through their issues. No, they're going to have a big fucking blow up argument uh, in front of everybody. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So the worst place. And to they do both it, really. really got like, wow, they both like really were yeah. going in. They go in really hard. Like it wasn't even like Sean, because like we know that Shauna feels guilty about this. Like she's felt guilty about yeah. it the entire show. But it's like, yeah, it's not even a thing where she's going to like give in and be like, yeah, you're right, Jackie. I'm so sorry. I feel bad. Like, no, she's no. Not in she that strikes state. back. Yeah. She basically just tells her like all of her frustrations that she's ever had, like all of the resentment that Mm -hmm. Shauna has for you know kind of existing in Jackie's shadow in a way like comes out so 
Yeah, like their entire relationship is just like being, you know, (laughs) brought up. There was also this moment where Shauna was like, oh, it was you. You read my journal. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a real betrayal here. I'm like, girl, why why did you write that shit in your journal? Why did you do that shit that you wrote in your journal? Like, Like, Jackie finally called her out and then she was just like, you know, trying to like get back at her. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to turn it around on her. Like, okay, I think her reading your journal is... A far lesser crime here, but yeah, definitely. And again, like it is interesting. I mean, I noted that it's interesting that like nobody cares about Shauna sleeping with Jess, but everyone cares about Jackie sleeping with Travis. Like, okay, guys. Um, Yeah, and Jackie is like, you don't even like Jeff, mm -hmm. which I thought was funny because like (laughs) we always talk about that. Yeah, and you do get the sense that like Teen Shauna does not care about Jeff as a person. Which I think is so, like, they're having this argument over Jeff, and fundamentally neither of them gives a shit about him. Like, you guys are so crazy. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. So, yeah. So, Shauna basically, like, strikes back, but, like, she doesn't really, like you said, she doesn't really acknowledge, like, oh, I'm sorry, I did something wrong or whatever. She basically just tells Jackie, like, you were, she points out how controlling she was or how how controlling she felt. Uh, And then Jackie's like, well, I didn't actually really force you to do any of that and i thought something that was i mean something that's interesting about this scene is you have this contrast between like shauna's like she feels like jackie controls her life right Mm -hmm. and she lives in jackie's shadow and like then we see her 25 years later and jackie is fully dead and shauna still lives in jackie's shadow but now it's by choice Mm -hmm. um she does that to herself as like penance for literally the result of this argument that they have god Uh, the irony right wow yeah that's a lot also it always gets me when shauna says i don't even like soccer like i'm always like oof (laughs) gasp what like you wouldn't even be here if you didn't join the soccer team for jackie (laughs) right yeah like jesus christ god yeah and that's it's like it's one of those remarks too that's just like kind of really cutting in a way because it's like like how could you say that i know like i feel a little bit offended on jackie's back it's like a needle drop moment like it's like whoa it's like a mic drop like everyone's shocked right like and shauna just does that over and over in this conversation yeah frankly she's just like it's just like one brutal blow after another actually (laughs) and i don't necessarily think that she's like entirely wrong to feel about that way like i do i feel like she she genuinely does feel like jackie like tells her what to do like controls her um and whatever so i mean i get that you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's i just, get it too like, but I, maybe it's just the because they, we're adults they aired out <laughs> but i'm also yeah, like well jackie doesn't out, mean like, it like that though like no exactly and that's the that's the fundamental miscommunication is that like i don't think jackie means to do it that way i think jackie like genuinely cares about shauna a lot and mm-hmm. so like when she tells her things it's like because she cares about her and like that's a way that she expresses that and then shauna just gets resentment from that because she's a teenager and she doesn't understand right (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like but yeah i mean i can be sympathetic towards both of them although like it gets to the point where like shauna is i feel like very brutal to jackie she is really brutal 
I mean, yeah, I felt really, really her... bad. It looked like right? Bucky was about to cry at one point. Yeah, she definitely was. About the time she starts, like, quoting Beaches at Shauna. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. She's like, oh, you're so jealous of me, which is funny because that's such a teenager thing to say. Like, you're so jealous of me or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually don't think that that's really the root of the issue. But yeah. And then Shauna calls her tragic, boring, insecure, and says, like, high school is the best your life is ever going to get. Ooh. And, like, I feel like the reason that that cuts is because it seems like Jackie, like there's some truth to it. Like it she is. feels like I there's mean, some truth to that. She died she, right after. She is insecure. Yeah, exactly. And you know, she is like kind of the princess of the school or whatever. Like she's the she's the homecoming queen. She's the prom queen. Whatever. Like you know, she's hot shit at high school. And then it's like I'm always calling characters out on the show for feeling like they peaked in high school. I mean, Jackie does literally die, but she also <laughs> feels like somebody who I could see would struggle leaving high school and then not being an important person all of a sudden and just being anybody, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I said it earlier, but it's like, it's brutal because they know each other so well. Like, of course, exactly. your best friend is going to know exactly what yeah. to say to hurt you the right. most. So They know exactly where to strike each other. Mm-hmm. So Also, there's um, a shot in this scene where they're framed like the antlers are right in the middle of them. And they're yeah, both on either side I saw of the that. frame. I saw that too. Yeah, very cool antler uh, framing moment. I don't know what that means, but the wilderness is there's a wilderness between them <laughs> oh. that's a phrase i think um, yeah and then mari gets involved I don't, I don't remember what mari says but i was like mari shut up <laughs> oh yeah well mari is still annoyed that jackie called them all crazy for saying bear <laughs> prayers to the bear basically so she and she says something to that effect she's um at the end of this argument Jackie's like, I can't stand to talk to you anymore. Like, you can't stay here or whatever. She basically tells Shauna to leave. And Shauna is like, actually, you should leave. And then Mari, like, backs her up. Uh, oh, yeah. Is how that goes. Because she's like, yeah, if we're so crazy, why don't you leave or something? <laughs> yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. And then Ben <laughs> is like, not needed in and then Ben is like, okay, guys, let's calm down. And Lottie tells him to stay uh-huh. out of it. And he shuts up. I know. Oof. Yeah. I love that moment, actually. Yeah. It's just like. Ben, shut up. She doesn't say shut up. She does say stay out of it. But like, that's another one of those moments where Lottie's like, let it run about... its course. Yeah. But but also like, that's a moment where like Ben tries to intervene in things. And it's like, no, actually, you have no power over this whatsoever. Like, stay out of it, dude. This is like the final time that happens. Like, it's like, okay, that's it. Like, Ben has literally zero say in anything from now on. Like, they don't yeah, care. Pretty much. They don't care anymore. By the end of the season, yeah, he's kind of out of it. He's out of the out of any kind of a leadership role. I don't I don't think that's entirely clear until season two but it's definitely established here for sure i don't think he he does have any kind of a leadership role after this so yeah um that anybody acknowledges or listens to jackie kind of like when shauna turns it around on her and tells her to leave like she kind of like almost breaks here like it really seems like she wants to cry and i feel like that's a big reason why she did leave um yeah and i wouldn't want to cry in front of that cabin full of people yeah like i think she's just like realized that she's on the outs and she's like i don't want to deal with this Mm -hmm. and ty tells her that she doesn't have to go outside again she's like jackie you don't have to go outside and then jackie's like don't act like this isn't what you wanted and then she tells shauna that she doesn't even know who she is anymore and shauna says maybe you never did brutal yeah see see this is I agree with you that a lot of this episode is just like teen drama. I do feel like this scene though is really well done. I agree. And like, I think it, it just feels very 
technically it is just teen drama, but it feels like it has a lot more importance to it and a lot more weight to it. And everything that they're saying is like, it's so cutting and it's like, there's like an emotional depth to it where I feel like, yeah, I'm like, I'm really invested in this argument that they're having. Well, it's an encapsulation Uh, of like their entire lives, essentially. Yeah. Being friends. And it like shapes like the future of Shauna's life Mm -hmm. in such a profound way going forward this conversation and the results of this conversation. And the thing I always think about this argument that they have is like, you know, if they were in normal circumstances, would they still have an argument like this? Almost certainly. Yes. Mm -hmm. But like, if they were not in the wilderness, it would be like, sure, they'd have a blow up argument and then they could get over it. Mm -hmm. Or even if they didn't get over it, Jackie would still be alive at the end of it. Right. Right. She's not going to freeze to death in Wiskayok, New Jersey or (laughs) Uh, wherever Nationals was, Seattle, right? Right. So it's what would otherwise be a normal argument that they would eventually get over, or, or at least that they would both survive, becomes like life or death, you know what I mean? Like knowing that, I do feel like adds a lot of weight to it also. So I, I love this the scene and I feel like it's really it's really upsetting. It is. <laughs> like properly upsetting, yeah. you know? I also think it's like this is a moment where it's actually really important that they are teenagers because it's like so specific to the events. Yeah. Because it's like if yeah. they weren't teenagers and arguing about this stuff, then what happens wouldn't happen. And mm-hmm. it's like such an important right. thing for the characters of the show that Jackie dies yeah. and that they eat her and that Shauna lives at the guild and like, right. In the whole, like, the whole the point, like, there's a reason but... why the characters are teenage girls in the wilderness and why they're not like adults or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because if they were 35, right. she would just like, you know what? I'm going to the other room. Whatever. Bye. Right. Yeah. And I think that like these moments are when the show benefits from that when it's like yeah. the teen drama seems like a bigger deal teen... than it actually is. Exactly. It is a big deal. Like, it is. Like, the teen drama takes on like a weight to it because it's in these circumstances where teen drama actually it's literally a life or death matter you know what i mean so it has horrible consequences really and so many of the conflicts do especially from now on into season two yeah yeah absolutely okay so Allie is like oh normally like the king and queen of our class dance but since jackie is in here i know that she would want jeff and shauna to dance together oh my god i was thinking like (laughs) jesus christ how can she say so she says this directly after you know jackie has this blow up argument with shauna over shauna sleeping with jeff and it's like jesus christ girl like actually if jackie were here i mean (laughs) last time we saw jackie she was really fucking pissed about jeff and shauna being a thing but you know anyway (laughs) yeah ali i'm sure you know jackie so well yeah right like she knows what jackie would have wanted i'm sure (laughs) but they dance to kiss from a rose yet again yeah and i i texted you about this but like ali is just in the scene she's like dance 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 (laughs) she's like yelling dance at them like they're trained monkeys or something it's really like why girl i don't know she's such a personality she has a lot of personality the older version of her does yeah the younger version of her was just annoying right yeah and homophobic we didn't get to know her enough but now like wow what a person This is somebody who lives for her 25th high school reunion. Honestly, scratch Ashley Lyle, dream podcast guest, the actress who plays adult <laughs> Allie. Seriously. I oh should my really God. look her up. I don't even know her name. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I'm going to start talking like her. <laughs> I don't really have that much to say about this scene of Jeff and Shauna dancing, except for, you know, the iconic shot that everyone knows of like Jackie's picture being literally in the middle of them at one point. Yeah, yeah. Jackie being between them. Yeah. Oh, um, I forgot about Jessica Roberts. She's here. <laughs> hey, catching yeah. up with our good how friend Jessica. You... Sorry, how could you ever forget about Jessica Roberts? Well, there's just so much going um, on in this episode. Sorry. <laughs> I know there's a lot going on. It's to be fair. I also pretty much forgot about her. But I was excited when she was on screen. Yeah, this is a good episode know. for her. R.I.P. Yeah, I wrote that at one point. I was like, R.I.P. Jessica Roberts. I, I'm going to miss her because I, I think she's a fun character. Uh, but yeah, we get more Missy and Jessica Flirt. Um, <laughs> which I believe ends with Misty like freeing Jessica, uh, letting her out of not handcuffing her to a bed anymore, <laughs> letting her free in a non in a non sexy way. I'll know. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> right. Um, Jessica is so good. I almost thought that she out manipulated Misty for a second, and then I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that's what it was. I just have this note and I didn't remember what it was in reference to. But Simone calls Ty, um, mm-hmm. who is at her campaign headquarters or whatever, because the results are about to be read. And yeah, um, basically, Simone is just like, yeah, like, I want to come by and get some stuff for me and Sammy. And Ty's like, I'm not going to be there. And then she's like, oh, I guess you don't want me to be there. And then she tells Simone, I love you. And Simone doesn't say it back. Classic. Yeah. It always hurts <laughs> when that happens. Right? <laughs> it's like kind of brutal like ouch yeah. dude Ty felt it too she also thought it was brutal oh she definitely felt it yeah I know you guys are on the rocks but man it's a little rough man I know it at least Simone was like like Ty asked to so- talk to Sammy but he was on a play day and Simone was like I'll call you tomorrow and you can talk to him like at least yeah. she like knows that like Ty still has the right to see Sammy <laughs> Yeah, and, like cares yeah. about that until what happens in later on in the episode, and then she wants to keep Sammy safe, yeah. which is understandable. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> yeah, that might be enough to freak somebody out yeah, for good. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, Missy's letting Jessica go, and she took her cigarettes because they're so not good for you. Do you know what those things do to you? And Jessica's like, "Yeah, I know. That's why I smoke them," which <laughs> I think is funny because yeah. I always find it like I don't smoke cigarettes, but I always find it so annoying when people are like, Ugh, "I can't believe you smoke cigarettes." Like, leave people alone. Like, people who smoke cigarettes know that they're bad for you. Like, do you think people don't know that they're bad yeah. for them? At this point, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, if we were in like 1965, and right, you know it hadn't been widely publicized yet that cigarettes cause lung cancer, then yeah, that would be a different thing. But like nowadays, yeah, it's impossible to not know. Like they put like huge advertisements on the cigarette carton telling you that it's dangerous and it'll kill you yeah. basically. And they, there's a ton of taxes on cigarettes. Like you, you can't smoke them anywhere in public. And it, like, I'm not complaining about these things necessarily. Cause like, I mean, I don't smoke and I understand it's a public health thing and whatever, but like, yeah, there's no way that people don't know. Yeah. But I also think, I just- like, find it annoying because like people don't mind their business like yeah yeah like, if someone wants to it's smoke cigarettes like let them smoke cigarettes right it's not like i've never smoked a cigarette <laughs> right. before in my life right so that exactly. would be really hypocritical of me like and i've had friends who smoked and stuff yeah like, i used to smoke at one point when i was a teenager yeah. so okay secondhand smoke in like a confined space is actually oh definitely bad, definitely but, like, nowadays it's like it's very different i feel like smokers are very much like pariahs in society and people are a little extra about it and it's like they're already not us talking like, about the oppression of smokers <laughs> i know right <laughs> you know new topic new Listen, political topic if you Just smoke kidding. cigarettes you are this is a safe space you're so valid <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, what if people got really pissed at us for saying that? Um, again, Obviously we know that they're, they're dangerous. Yeah, we're just also saying that yeah. like people are aware that they're dangerous. So like, mind right. your business. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like smoking, um, then like just don't smoke and like don't. If someone's yeah. being ridiculous about it, if they're smoking like in your face or yeah, in an enclosed space, different. okay, yes. But like, if they're not yeah. bothering you and they're like reasonably far away from you, who cares? Yeah, that's that's their life. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Exactly um but yeah so misty like missy she has that whole little conversation so this is like honestly she's like incredibly devious for doing this but like she's already injected those cigarettes with fentanyl Mm -hmm. um we get a flashback of that in a little bit implying it and she technically speaking it's not like she injected jessica with a fentanyl right like she didn't do it she injected the cigarettes with fentanyl and she was like they're dangerous for you they're gonna kill you so like Uh, wow I, i feel like I didn't even get that she, she, she was saying they're going to kill you. Oh, my God. Right. Well, so I think that, like, maybe in a way, like, Misty is keeping a distance from the fact that, like, she kills Jessica. We know this. Yeah. She kills Jessica. But, like, in her mind, it's like, I mean, she gave her a choice. She didn't have to get the cigarettes out of the trash. Yeah. Like, that could have gone a different way. And then Jessica might not have died. But, like, I think she has this, like, distance from it. It's like, no, she gave her a choice to have the cigarettes or not. And Jessica chose to have the cigarettes and therefore she died. Uh, and I guess, you know, maybe in a in a very um, long-term sense of it, the cigarettes would have eventually killed her in a different way <laughs> from, like, lung cancer or heart disease or, right. or whatever. But so, yeah, I think that's my reading of that scene is that, like, Misty is basically, like, giving her a choice about it in, in a twisted sort of way. But, like, she also knows that Jessica is going to take the cigarettes so and i mean yeah she had a plan because obviously she doesn't trust that jessica's not gonna like rat miss they had a whole a whole right. thing where they Just were like oh i'm like... gonna like we're gonna write a book about you and whatever uh-huh. yeah and misty was trying to decide who was and gonna you're... play her when they make a movie about her right and she said meryl streep or scarlett johansson or scarlett johansson which are like two wildly different actresses <laughs> completely also. different i mean ages other than them too. right like they're both white and that's the only thing i think that they have in yeah. common at all she also says who's the one in that thing about those rich ladies that kill that guy which was really funny yeah. to me i was like whenever she says that i try and figure out like what is she talking about oh you i i believe she's referring to big little lies i thought so too well, i mean what else then what like, else is about a bunch of rich ladies that killed the guy but like there's so many actresses oh yeah could you, be you're trying to. to say which one i know it could literally be any of them they're all white yeah <laughs> Right. That's her well, only criteria. Actually, Zoe Kravitz is in that. So I guess not Zoe no, Kravitz. No, yeah. Not Zoe Kravitz. Um, <laughs> Nicole Kidman or Reese Witherspoon. I don't really think she's talking about Shailene Woodley. Woodley. You never know. You never know. <laughs> That's so funny, though. The uh, other part of who me. Who else is in it? Laura Dern. Laura oh my Dern. God. I love Laura Dern. I do too. <laughs> who doesn't love Laura Dern? Okay. The gays love Laura right? Dern. Anyway. Yeah, you're not. Political statement. You're not valid if you don't love <laughs> Laura Dern. <laughs> Remember um, how she. She, like, was one of the first people to play a lesbian on TV. Anyway. Um, no, I actually did not remember she that. Was, oh, she a lesbian? She was Ellen DeGeneres' love interest on the Ellen oh, sitcom. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know more about Ellen history than I do. because I, I, I only no know idea. about that specific well, episode. I feel like I... Okay, I probably knew about that. I, I remember there was, like, Ellen... There was like a coming out episode that was yeah. It was that episode, and she says it to her. She comes out to Laura Dern's character. Oh, (laughs) so okay. Wow, did not know that she was 
you know, that part of gay history. Yeah. That's amazing. I love her even more I know, now. right? And that was, like, at a time where nobody wanted to play her. a gay character in the 90s. Right. Like. I, and I was here just loving her because of her talent and charisma, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she just keeps getting better and better. I didn't I didn't know she was a gay rights warrior, so. <laughs> right. You know, like Hillary Duff and those ads. <laughs> The other thing that I thought about in this scene that was really funny was I was just like, what if they got really meta and she started naming act Like, what if she was like Christina Ricci? That would be too much. But also, like, has she worked with any right. of the actors that she named? I don't know. Has Christina Ricci ever worked with any of the actors from Big Little Lies or Meryl Streep or Scarlett Johansson? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, very possible. It's very possible. You know? I mean, she's been in like, like a million things. How many degrees away from Big Little Lies is she? Probably not that many. Yeah, degrees. probably not that many. I would imagine. Yeah, six degrees of Big Little Lies. I'm trying. I'm thinking of like everything I've ever seen Christina Ricci in. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Um, nope. Oh wait, I got. I got it. Okay. So, uh, Christina Ricci was in that movie Monster with Charlie's Throne. Have you seen it? uh i don't remember you should I see it it's from so. the early 2000s it's... and it's the true story about the female it's serial about... killer yeah and they're like a couple in it her and christina ricci yeah, yeah. So i remember that charlie's throne is in the movie bombshell with margot robbie and margot robbie was in a show with christina ricci called pan am pan am yeah okay You're in like 2011 connecting christina ricci back to christina ricci though oh wait how am i can i oh <laughs> for some reason i didn't connect was it i was Nicole connecting bombshell, yes 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 that's what Nicole i was Kidman thinking was that's what i was thinking yeah yeah, yeah. so you get you know to bombshell just... through charlie's throne and then nicole kid yeah. <laughs> i love that you were like christina ricci is like two degrees away from herself that's so true though for some, you know? oh no that's the it's because margot robbie's in bombshell that's why i had to get the margot yeah, yeah. robbie connection okay yeah there we go yeah She's yeah. wor- so Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie. There you go. They're all connected. It works. That's right. Absolutely. Bombshell, not a very good movie, but Margot Robbie's no. gay in it. So. And there's a lot of people in it. There's who are like, so many people. Oh, in there's it. that actress. Oh, you know who else yeah. is in it? Liv Houston. Really? Yes. No shit. Oh my God. I like a very minor role. Since I, since I realized since i have known right. who Liv Houston is it's so. one of those things where you watch it and then like a few years later you watch it again and you're like oh my god there's so many people in yeah. this jesus christ yeah 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 that was the movie where margot robbie was gay with like um, kate mckinnon what's her name, right kate mckinnon yeah, and then they were right. in barbie together yeah. years later <laughs> right yeah that's kind of wild it's really crazy man the gay the gay cinema world you know that's right <laughs> anyway um that was a tangent we're focusing on the important things here yep travis can't find javi he's really stressed out about it um i actually like this not in travis moment oh yeah this is the one where he tells her that he loves her yeah he says i'm sorry about jackie that i that i spoiled yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they're gonna go look for he said like nat's like i'll help you and he's like i don't want your help and they hug, and he says he loves her. I don't know. I thought it was, like, a nice moment. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. Uh... <laughs> like, that's as much as I can say about Nat and Travis. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, there's a bunch of Nat and Travis scenes that I really, you know, that kind of grate on me throughout the season. This is not one of them. Yeah. Though. So, I agree with you. It's not It's not bad. Uh, he's like, oh, I don't want your help. I don't want any. I feel like this is an episode where I can understand why Travis is being the way he is. 
like with his his fake front of masculinity and his like tough guy thing that's really not tough at all and it's very obvious that he's just putting it on as a front kind of thing and i can understand i mean he's not that much of a dick but like i can understand why he's kind of a dick after going through like the weird traumatic shit that he went through in the previous episode you know what i mean and he softens up like pretty quick to be fair to him yeah like i'm like let him do his thing like he just went through yeah let him be a little bit upset in Mm -hmm. this episode like i get it right is he you know i mean he directs that towards nat nat is the one who's there you know and that's never good but like yeah i mean that's part of their dynamic so and you know it's about hobby and that's when nat and travis are the best (laughs) is when it's about exactly is when it's actually about hobby Mm -hmm. i totally agree with that I mean, I think it's much more interesting when it's actually about Javi. And this is also, I think it cuts to in 2021, Nat is like throwing things away, uh, including like she sees the pictures of Travis's corpse. While the song that played in a previous episode mm. when Travis, when we saw his dead body, yeah. that plays again. So it's a good, it's a really effective song. It's a cinematic mm-hmm. song. Um, yeah, for sure. It's like very dramatic. Mm-hmm. So, Jessica has been drugged by Misty. Misty injected fentanyl into her cigarettes. And I just thought it was so funny that when she realized that Misty drugged her, she just says fucking bitch. And then she basically drops dead. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to miss you, Jessica. Like, I miss your sass already. Jessica, you're so loved by us. Like You seriously are. We shipped you really hard with Misty (laughs) for this season. At first it was ironic, but then it became unironic. Yeah, then it became real. And then I was like, oh, mm mm-hmm can't undo that (laughs) so but yeah yeah i really enjoyed her character so we'll only get her mentioned in season two so yeah yeah we'll see some like pictures of her on the wall Mm -hmm. the sadekis are chilling at home and shauna says cats are underrated which is true and i'm sure you would agree with i completely agree you saw my tweet about this right i was like Mm -hmm. shauna is canonically a cat person and i really love that so it makes sense it does honestly i feel like this is so dumb i remember somebody was running twitter polls one time where they were like asking is this are are different yellow jackets characters cat people or dog people and people were voting for shauna being a dog person and i was like that is a complete misread of her character because i feel like shauna would be shauna would feel like dogs are way too clingy like she could (laughs) not deal with a dog at all like she can barely deal with her daughter who is her own flesh and blood daughter (laughs) like a dog would drive her nuts so there's no way she would be a dog person she'd have to be a cat person because not all cats like i have a, a freak you know cat who's like incredibly clingy to me but most cats are a lot more chill about it so <laughs> but yeah i remember so, watching I like... some interview where they asked the actors if their characters would be dog or cat people yeah i don't remember what melanie linsky said though <laughs> i don't either I, see i i mainly remember that um tawny cypress was like yeah Titus is a dog person <laughs> and then she just stared at the camera yeah <laughs> and i was like yeah that I, mean, and I, I remember i remember like lauren and liv's answers because they were like split on on it because of the wolf thing okay interesting like, someone, someone was like oh like van loves dogs and then i think lauren was like no she hates dogs because she was attacked by wolf or whatever okay i don't remember what liv said though i just feel like i don't know what was I going to say? Van seems like... A dog person to me. Do you think so? I think so. I think she'd like both. Okay. Yeah. She she just seems like... Like, maybe I'm just stereotyping her as a lesbian. <laughs> but, like, I do think she would like both dogs and cats. Yeah. 
So it's possible to like both guys. I like both. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's actually valid to like both. Bisexuality is real. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It is, and it's valid, and we're going to validate it right now. There's another political statement. Bisexuality officially validated. Yeah, and also liking both dogs and cats. That's a different thing. (laughs) Oh, it is? Wow. But in various situations, it's okay to like more than one thing. So, you know? Yeah. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We're not biphobic on this podcast. We sure aren't. We're not Eileen Chicken. Oh my We're not God. gonna be like that. Eileen, <laughs> biphobic amongst many other things. So many things. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. Uh, but yeah. Deep cut yeah. reference. Only true lesbians will get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, not that deep, really. But It's really not. If you've consumed any if you've lesbian media. Watched the, if you watch the L word and been traumatized by it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking oh my, about. The okay? OG L word, by the way. Not the, yeah. re, not the new one. Yeah, I didn't watch the new one, um, but yeah. I never finished definitely. it. I think I watched the first two seasons. Yeah. They definitely try to make up for all of the horrible things about the original one. <laughs> right. And then, like, part of me wonders if it's, like, if it's kind of, like, I know, like, when the Gossip Girl remake came out, people were, like, oh, this is kind of lame because it's not, like, how the old one was. Where, like, what if they correct it too much? But I actually did not watch the new L word, so I can't say I don't Oh, know. I watched, I but... watched the new Gossip Girl reboot, too. I watched okay. all of those things. But I didn't what watch the OG Gossip Girl. I've only seen, like, a few episodes of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would not tell you to go back and watch Gossip Girl. It's something you like, have to do. I know it. I like, never... I know it really well because it's just like a <laughs> okay. popular show, right? But yeah. The... As long as you know that Dan is Gossip Girl, right. that's all yeah, you need to know. Yeah, I know that. Sorry I know spoiling... all of the characters and the ships and Sorry stuff. Sorry for spoiling the finale of Gossip Girl for everyone, by the way. <laughs> it aired in what, like 2012 or something? Right, yeah. Um, the the reboot um, Gossip Girl, I thought was not gay enough. That was my review. It just like, and by not gay enough, I mean not sapphic enough because there were plenty of queer men and a complete disregard for lesbians, even even though they had a lesbian character. Um, Classic. There was like this ship on the show, this sapphic ship between, there was a character who was canonically a lesbian and another character who was like her best friend who didn't really have like a canon sexuality and everybody shipped them and wanted to get to get them to get together. And the like writers of the show actively were like, why are you guys shipping this? Like, don't be stupid. They're never going to get together. It was like one of those situations. It was so dumb. Mm. Anyway, they were trying to like be all fucking subversive and stuff. And I was like, you guys can't even acknowledge lesbians. Like, come on. I mean, that's the most subversive thing of all, according to some people. Truly. Anyway. Anyway. anyway, um, We're not bitter. It's fine. <laughs> biphobia is real. I, I mean, uh, bisexuality is real. Biphobia is also biphobia real. Biphobia is also real. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not valid, okay? <laughs> but bisexuality is valid. Wow. You're right. Yeah. We're coming out as pro-bisexual in this We podcast. are pro-bisexual. Any bisexuals are welcome, right. okay? Yeah. I mean, I know, like, for a fact that some of them listen to this podcast, so... Me too. We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. If you're straight, however... <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) To our our one straight fan. You're cool too. Yeah. (laughs) It's all good. We actually don't discriminate against sexualities on this podcast. Crazy. Sometimes we make comments about heterosexuality, but you know, it's all in good fun. (laughs) Right. And so the cat, and then Jeff makes some joke about like, oh, the cat better not end up in the stew. (laughs) 
yeah like he and Shadow were having a laugh anything. over that right and Callie walks in and her reaction to seeing her parents like laughing and smiling at each other is like <laughs> whoa what the fuck is going on Callie who has been so dearly missed by me seriously we it's love been you, a while another one of our faves like Jessica Roberts, Callie, Mari. We love right? all of them. Jen. Oh my God. I didn't even mention in the scene where Shauna and Jackie are arguing, there is a cutaway that shows Akila, and next to her is Jen. So it's really important. Jen sighting. Jen sighting. Um, I have to note them when they happen. Yeah, it's important. Like, in season two, like it's no longer going to be one. like, she's just going to be it's a not character. A big thing because she's, right, she just has lines. Like, yeah. She just says things, you know? <laughs> Crazy. I was wondering what, like, so Jeff and Shauna are, just, I was like, what are they watching? Just like cable TV? Like, they're just like watching whatever's um, on TV. They're watching the news? I think. Yeah, that I mean, why are they all huddled around the TV watching the news and making popcorn to watch the news? Like, who does that? (laughs) Honestly, okay, I can actually see this. (laughs) Like, my not popcorn. So, my aunt and her husband they will watch like the morning news, like the local morning news. Well, yeah, people do that, but not like I mean, as an event with your family. (laughs) I don't know though. See, because like Shauna doesn't you know go on the internet or like use computers so like maybe this is the entertainment that she has in her life like we see her watching jeopardy and stuff so maybe she, <laughs> well there's nothing else on tv the though news. maybe they do watch the news as a family i know? honestly think that popcorn is an appropriate snack for jeopardy i watch jeopardy yeah <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Not every day. I didn't, but... as, I didn't mean that as an insult, by the okay. way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're valid. Celebrity Jeopardy is really fun. I believe you. Um, but yeah, like maybe they just watch the news, you know? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to bre- begrudgingly accept that. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> a news report comes on talking about how a local artist is missing. And it's interesting because both Callie and Jeff know about Adam, but they like don't know that the other person knows. So yeah, they're both kind of freaking out. That, yeah, I was thinking that too. Shauna is literally the only one who knows the extent of like everyone's knowledge on the situation. Yeah. So. They should have a family discussion. <laughs> Which they will. <laughs> eventually. <Season two>. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um so we have like this is kind of like a sequence where it like kind of cuts back and forth between a few things and i just noted that Mm -hmm. the anticipation of simone like going down to the basement has me like dreading it like i'm like oh my god because like you know what's gonna happen yeah when you first watch it you're like okay whatever Mm -hmm. yeah it's just like such a fucking like i don't even know how to describe it like you could not possibly have guessed that that's what she was gonna find in the basement right not even thinking about it um so and taisa wins the race congrats i guess (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah congratulations to taisa um the amazon prime trivia was just like really clocking everything in this episode this was this is the exact trivia on amazon prime it says factual error in reporting on her election win the news says that taisa will be the first black woman in new jersey state senate there are several black women serving in the new jersey state senate so you're telling me that this is not historically accurate this documentary <laughs> yellow jackets is not historically accurate to real new jersey okay the first black know. woman elected to new jersey state senate was actually winona lip winona lipman in 1971 oh new wow. jersey was really ahead Good of the times her. yeah yeah new jersey a uh, very blue state apparently has been for a while mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah that was funny i was like okay amazon prime like don't take this away from time <laughs> 
Right? Like, wow. <laughs> really undermining her. Oh, my God. You didn't have to call it out. <laughs> maybe she's the first black lesbian to the New Jersey State Senate. Period. You know? Or maybe this is just Probably. fictional. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, whoa. <laughs> Calm down. New Jersey is more conservative in this reality. Yeah, maybe they're just taking liberties with, you know, reality. <laughs> that would be shocking. Um, But yeah, Simone finds this horrible altar of biscuit their dog who went missing a few episodes ago uh had on an yep. altar with sammy's doll and i think the symbol in blood right also the dog's heart too oh huge and gross Yikes. yeah but i think also i blocked that symbol, out because yeah. i don't like looking at it yeah sorry sorry to remind you but yeah it's it's sitting there on the right yeah and i think the symbol in blood too poor simone literally i cannot even imagine seeing this like it's just Going like down insane and seeing somebody beheaded your dog and put it in and you're assuming like your wife did this like yeah that's insane actually yeah so, i also like, like don't know reaction... why she would assume that ty did it i guess maybe she put it well, together because of ty telling her i mean like but like who would have access to the basement you know what i mean yeah, fair enough god it's just like so fucking bizarre like imagine seeing that i can i cannot actually Insane. i would also go way more ballistic if somebody did that to to one of my pets i might pass so, out to be honest yeah i mean she was pretty restrained what she only screamed and then you know refused to let ty see her son again like that's you know i mean she key, did threaten right? to like go in season two she True. threatens to like go to the cops True. and the press and stuff i think but yeah yeah oh my god but she also i don't god, i can't imagine i mean i guess we could talk about this in season two but i don't think that simone ever tells ty that she saw this does she yeah no i don't that's it that's like question, ty doesn't know that she does. did this maybe oh, well ty finds it I'd herself have... but she doesn't know that simone yeah. saw it i would have to rewatch it i think though that ty would probably put two and two together if she finds it herself yeah. but Simone probably saw it and that's why because there was definitely a change in their relationship like they were already a little chilly but like it gets way worse actually you know what I, mean? I think so. Ty definitely does put two and two together because I think she told yeah. Van about it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's right she did tell Van <laughs> I, okay, I just remember good, her sounding great. insane explaining it all to Van right like I mean how do you not yeah <laughs> this is honestly one of the craziest things that I think has happened on this it's show it's so fucking crazy I feel so Finding awful for Simone biscuits head in the basement this is also like kind of wild this is so random but like ashley lyle her profile picture on twitter used to be of like her dogs so oh. i'm assuming that she's a dog person <laughs> and i was like damn girl wow <laughs> like you wrote that yeah <laughs> so not not implying that she wouldn't be you know loving to her dogs in real life because <laughs> usually dog people are super sensitive right. about dogs dying in fiction mm -hmm. um so I was like, wow, that's that's a surprise. Imagine being like uh, the props person and having to make the dog head. Right. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god. And the and the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Fun stuff. Uh, yeah, and then really. and then we go to Ty's evil stare. Um yep. assuming this is the altar Ty. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty obvious. And I don't think honestly, I don't think I put it together at the time, but it's pretty obvious in retrospect that it's got to be other tie. Yeah. It's certainly not like, like normal tie. No, because I don't think normal tie would like she just wouldn't look like that. And she also she like have this like evil right. <laughs> conniving. She style, also like you know? assumed like, that she was going to lose and like didn't care as much. Yeah, exactly. So 
but yeah, so I guess based on these things, you could assume that like Ty has, has like an alternate personality or whatever, and a, who is like doing these things, and like that's who wanted her to win the Senate race for whatever reason, which we right. still don't even really know why yet. I don't think. Yeah, I'm hoping that they're gonna follow up on that in season three and like explore more of that. Yeah. So. Oh, and I totally forgot that Nat was about to shoot herself at the end of this episode. How could I forget? It's like so important and relevant in season two. Yeah. It's also the main thing. Like, it's kind of her whole thing in this episode is in the 2021 timeline. It's like, so Shauna pretty much convinces her that Travis probably killed himself. And so she's thinking about the fact that Travis killed himself. She's staring at that picture of Javi. I think that uh, the the pact that Nat has alluded to before that she had with Travis probably was to do with Javi. It was probably something like, you know, we need to live for Javi for what happened to him to justify that kind of thing. Because that's the thing that makes the most sense. And that's the thing, like, Nat was so convinced that Travis would never kill himself. And the only reason that I could think of that she would be so convinced about that is if it were something like that, like a pact that had to do with, like, we need to live for Javi. So, I mean, that's that's how I've interpreted it since, like, pretty much the season two finale, I guess, or the season two, episode eight, when Javi drowns, right? So, yeah, so her whole thing in this episode is she, is she if she finally accepts that Travis has killed himself, then whatever pact that they made with each other is now null and void. And so that means, like, she doesn't have to follow it in a way or like she doesn't have a reason to follow it and it's like she loses one of these reasons to live which is like she needed to live on after this horrible thing that she did to you know make it worthwhile or whatever right and so she comes to accept like okay travis killed himself well then i know how longer have to follow my end of the bargain to not kill yourself you know that she made with travis and so then she does attempt suicide so that's that's kind of how that's how i read her arc uh, in this episode now, you know, extra perspective from season two. So it, yeah, it's pretty much just downhill for her, for, for her in this episode. So, and I really hate to say it, but to think that like, she actually does die just like two weeks later or a week later or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. That's insane actually. And the fact that she also finds the will to live within that short amount of time. But I guess we can harp on that in season two because we've already acknowledged that we have a problem with the pacing of the adult timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we get this sequence with Jackie that we later know is a dream sequence. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that it's a dream sequence. Um, Yeah. I think the first hint that this is a dream is that Shauna comes to get her outside and she's not wearing the same outfit that she wore to bed because we just saw Shauna go to bed mm-hmm. and she was wearing something completely different. Um, yeah. Maybe she changed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Also, no, obviously. also, there's a fire when we did not see yeah. Jackie start a fire as far yeah. as we know. So... Also, Jackie, so so Shauna brings Jackie inside and everyone is there. And Jackie also says, I'm so tired. I think that like something that I thought about watching this was, is this like what Jackie is actually seeing when she's dying? Or is this just like for the audience to tell us that she's dying? Or I guess it could be Shauna's dream because Shauna jolts awake. But that makes less sense to me. I don't know. 
Okay. Okay. I have an interpretation okay. about that. So I've actually, okay. <laughs> I think this is a pretty interesting scene because I think there's multiple interpretations that you can go with. And I've seen multiple interpretations about it. And I think it's ambiguous enough that you can kind of go with the one that you want, really. Shauna comes outside to get her. She apologizes. She tells her to come inside, like you said. Uh, everybody, everyone is standing around waiting. Jackie says, thanks. It's freezing out there. Lottie gives her a drink and Jackie says it's hot chocolate. That's There's this whole thing theory that people have about, like on Yellow Jackets, there being kind of this side dimension where eating or drinking food indicates that somebody is going to die. And I think the next time that becomes relevant is like when Shauna is having her hallucination in season two after she gave birth to the baby. Somebody brings her something to drink and she doesn't drink it. And so people have been like, well, she didn't drink this, you know, whatever they brought her. So unlike Jackie, she doesn't die or whatever. Mm. It's like symbolic of like something you're not supposed to do in this dream world. So I I just thought I would mention that because that's the hot chocolate moment. That's the relevance there, I guess, at least from a a meta perspective of people discussing the show. Yeah. So Jackie's like hot chocolate, how? So that's another one of those things that's weird. It's like, why would she have hot chocolate? I mean, everything about this scene is a little bit weird. Sean is like, it's fine. It's all going to be fine. She's like, I love you, Jackie. And then everybody repeats it. We all love you, Jackie. Sean is like, Jackie, you're the best friend I've ever had. She says, I know. And it's actually really sweet um, and also sad. And then she sees Laura Lee and that's really the final indicator that you would possibly mm-hmm. need to know that it's a dream because Laura Lee is very dead she's saying it's not as bad as you thought cabin guy says uh so glad you're joining us and then like you pointed out Shauna wakes up and so I would interpret that so I guess the way that I tend to fall is that I ter- interpret this actually as a dream of Shauna's and I will explain why that makes sense in my mind. And so I think it's like, it's made to look like a, a dream that Jackie is having, right? Right before she dies. And I think it makes sense from that perspective. The fact that Shauna wakes up from it or like appears to wake up from it though, like to me, that's saying like, okay, she's waking up from it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, I think that's kind of interesting because, you know, I think it actually makes sense that Shauna would have a dream where Jackie is the main character of the dream. (laughs) And where like Shauna is having a dream that she goes outside and she takes Jackie inside um, and she apologizes to her and tells her she loves her and all these things that she actually does not get a chance to do or that she chose not to do. Yeah. And it kind of makes it makes kind of a sense to me in in a way. First of all, the fact that Shauna would imagine Jackie is the main character of her own dream because she feels like the sidekick in Jackie's life. And she said that. So I think the framing of the dream could be pointing towards that. But yeah, that's how I tend to interpret the scene. I think that's an uncommon one, though. Like, I think most people tend to take it as uh, like Jackie's death dream. Uh, I've I've seen some people say it could be like a shared dream. I mentioned the whole thing that the whole theory that people have about this, like, I guess, like an underworld or whatever, some like spiritual, like side dimension, you know, in the wilderness where these ghosts are collected. And that's why Laura Lee and Cabin Guy are there. So that's an interpretation that exists as well. But yeah, I like, I guess, just strictly because of the way that they edit the scene where it you know, goes from the dream to Shauna waking up, I interpreted it as Shauna's dream. And I do kind of think it sort of makes sense from that perspective if you're reading it that way. But it's an interesting scene. So I agree with the part about like Shauna. It actually does make a lot of sense that she would dream about apologizing to Jackie because I'm sure she regret like that's what she wanted to do and like regrets yeah. not doing. I do think personally that it's like Jackie's like it's Jackie dying and like that's what she's seeing but 
that's mostly just because like it's from her perspective and i'm also like why would shauna be seeing laura lee and dead cabin guy so like i think that it is like jackie's dream but i think that's also like the really obvious way to interpret it but i also do think that like maybe you can get like really (laughs) um I don't know if it's like spiritual or kind of like romantic in a way to say that like Shauna jolting awake is like her feeling like connected to Jackie and like her body knowing that Jackie died or something happened to her or something. Wow, I think you just wrote a soulmate to you. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but for some reason when you were talking about it being Shauna's dream, like uh-huh. I was like, well, then why would you like if I believe that it's Jackie's dream, why would Shauna jolt awake? I don't know. Maybe like she just like knew that something was wrong. Okay, interesting. I don't know. So I was thinking that, but then yeah i also don't know what the well, see, yeah i think that's why a lot of people interpret it or maybe not a lot but i've i've seen this interpretation of people seeing it as like a shared dream it, because like otherwise like if shauna is not somehow viewing this dream or like present for the dream or whatever like why does she jolt away kind of thing you know what i mean yeah and it seems like by the Love your idea, but it does seem like by the time she jolts awake, like Jackie has been probably dead for a while, you know, because she runs out there and she's like fully covered in snow. So I mean, I mean, she could have just been like having a nightmare about something. I don't know. Yeah, but then like, why would they edit it that way? Yeah, I get what you mean. It is very yeah, like that. I think that they. I mean, I do think that they do that on certainly on purpose, and it's like ambiguous on purpose. And like, I I know that my interpretation is not the popular one or like you you know it's not the obvious one i guess but like i kind of like it i still kind of like it and i haven't really nobody's been like nobody has successfully talked me off of that ledge i just i kind of think it's shauna's dream but like it does require you to think about like why would shauna be seeing it from jackie's perspective why you know what i mean like stuff like that so but yeah it's a nice bit of ambiguity so and it's it's interesting to me this is one of those scenes where i had an interpretation of it i was like oh it's shauna's dream and she's waking up from it and then i go on the internet and i find that like nobody believes that (laughs) (laughs) oh that's not the common one so um i'm definitely in the in the minority on that so i like it though i I feel like that I, i could be wrong nobody like really thinks of it that way you know what i mean yeah it's unique yeah i'm just so unique maybe someone listening to this podcast will be like wow i've never thought about that before now i'm convinced you know i would love that actually it would really feed my ego we finally like somebody or something like that we also finally disagreed about something yeah not that we had an argument or anything but i just feel like we always know the exact same way yeah yeah we had different interpretations right scene so the cabin guy thing he said so glad you're joining us we've been waiting for you like to be honest, I think we've talked about this before. I don't really care to entertain that much of thought about like what Cabin Guy's deal is because <laughs> I don't really care that much to be frank. But like, yeah, the only thing that I like, I don't really know what to think about this other than the fact that like he seems to be like one of them and like the root of anything of everything, I guess is kind of what they're saying. Or at least that seems yeah. like it seems like he's like, oh, like if you die in the wilderness, you're joining us. Like he was there to begin with. Right. He died there, you know. I could also see people using this as like support in an argument about oh look it's definitely supernatural because why the fuck would cabin guy be showing up in people's dreams but i mean like they know that there was a dead yeah they could just be imagining died in the cabin right so that exactly so like and he could be saying something like oh like so glad you're joining us or whatever and laura lee being present like i mean it's not in my opinion outside of the realm of possibility that you know either jackie or shauna or both of them would dream about laura lee or dead cabin guy or whatever like those are things that are relevant to their lives right so 
I mean, I could definitely see why probably cabin guy causes people to, you know, they get like the like the alternate dimension. I mean, that sounds really corny, but like, I don't know a different way to put it, like maybe the underworld or something, or there's like some spiritual dimension, right? Where cabin guy is and Laura Lee is and whoever dies in the wilderness goes there or whatever. I see where people get that from. And I think it's kind of a fun, interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, there is that whole thing in episode six when Lottie's being baptized and she like sees the like under wherever she fucking goes. I don't know. I think that yeah. maybe that could even be like an extension of the cave in season two. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I guess there's mm-hmm. like evidence to support whatever you want it to yeah. support. Yeah, that would that's an interesting idea. I had never connected that to the cave, even though it does look like some kind of like weird underground structure. Um, but that's that's an interesting thought. I mean, I, I know there have been tons of theories about like, oh, there's like mines nearby or there's some kind of underground structure that they'll find. I know that a lot of hobby theories were about that. They just weren't like, mm-hmm. he's just living in the roots of a tree, so, <laughs> a big tree. After that scene, yeah, so Shauna jolts awake. She looks out the window. Oh, we pretty good. quickly, like we see that there's frost on the window, right? She looks out the window. She starts freaking out. She sees that it snowed. The other girls start waking up and they're like, oh my God, it snowed. Clearly nobody expected this. Is it normal for Um, it to just like, to just have a huge snowstorm overnight and for there to be feet of snow and you have like no idea about it? Coming from someone who lives in a place where it doesn't snow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Florida girl, calm down. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could actually see that happening. It didn't seem like there was actually that many feet of snow on the ground. But like, if you didn't know that snow was coming, sometimes it just arrives and it's suddenly there. Uh, like typically, I mean, you know that snow is coming because you look at the weather. I just feel whatever, like if right? I were sleeping and it started snowing, <laughs> I would wake up because I'd be so cold. <laughs> That's fair. Well, so then there's also the other thing where like hypothermia makes you feel like you're warm after a certain point. So it's possible that she didn't. I guess she didn't wake up is is the idea, but like oh, I was just ta- I, mean, I wasn't talking about Jackie. I was just talking about like in general, oh. like the people in the cabin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. like nobody. Like yeah. they all wake up and they're like, oh my god, it snowed. Like oh, I mean, I guess the cabin is nice and toasty, warm. You know, apparently it's got all those people in yeah. it. So <laughs> and like great insulation, you know. <laughs> this is it's no, I don't, no it's just me point. because it's like because i'm not used to cold weather so i'm like oh my god if it got so cold overnight well yeah i would know yeah i mean to be fair like i don't know if i'm cold it does wake me up sometimes actually yeah so you could make that argument or like it's hard yeah. to sleep if it's cold i mean i think in this case it's for dramatic effect obviously i know so i'm just i'm just, <laughs> I'm just being a floridian okay um, okay but yeah fair. <laughs> uh they find jackie or shauna finds jackie honestly just the shot of like jackie buried in the snow is like so devastating like that shot where it's just like kind of looking out from the cabin and you can't even see her like all you see is just snow Mm -hmm. yeah but like shauna knows like immediately she didn't move and she starts out freaking out immediately i remember this being really upsetting when it aired um i also remember a lot of people saying that it was underwhelming Yeah, exactly. They were upset because they were like, oh, you know, Jackie deserved better and it was underwhelming and blah, blah, blah. And I like, in my opinion, I think that it's like perfectly like it's just understated enough to me. It's like I actually like the way that they play this death because it's very normal. Like it's like or it's very not normal, but like mundane. It's like 
I think a lot of people wanted her to go out in like some really dramatic way or whatever. She was going to die, right? But like, no, she just freezes to death outside in the snow. It's not dramatic at all. Like the drama was her argument with Shauna, right? And then she just dies in the most mundane, unnotable way possible. But it's like still incredibly tragic because it's this girl who died, you know, and obviously did not have to like there was no reason for that to me that makes the tragedy worse that there was no underlying reason or whatever she didn't go out in a heroic way or whatever she just dies in the snow and that's like i mean i've mentioned this on the show like i think it's a good thing that the show generally like when when characters die it's not like they deserve to die it's like they die and it's this tragic horrible thing and it's like they typically actually don't deserve to die you know and in in jackie's case it's i think we can say pretty purely accidental although obviously shauna feels a huge amount of guilt for it that she's going to carry for the rest of her life you know because she was i mean like not responsible but like she feels like she was responsible for it not that she knew that the you know snow was coming or whatever but i think another reason that i kind of like the the shauna's the uh the death dream being shauna's interpretation is because it's like like shauna you know, through this episode, after Jackie goes outside, she like, they have these little moments where these little scenes where they'll show Shauna looking out the window, right? And then at one point, Ty is like, you just go talk to her or whatever. And she just ignores her and goes to sleep. And so like, we see Shauna making the conscious choice to not go talk to Jackie, right? And then so to me, like, if she is having a dream about literally going to Jackie and apologizing to her and and bringing her in, inside, that kind of makes it more poignant in a way, because it's like she's literally having a dream about things that she could have done before it gets to the point where she cannot ever do that again. Like she she now like no longer can ever apologize to Jackie again. She can never fix it. You know that interpretation makes it so much more devastating than it already is. <laughs> I know, like, dude. It's kind of brutal. Yeah, you were like, you know, I'm a masochist. How can I make it worse? <laughs> How can I make this death so painful? Uh, I mean, you know, hey, like, obviously, like, it was bad enough for Shauna that, like, she shaped the rest of her life around this. So she never got over it. So I mean, I wouldn't either. (laughs) Fair, right? Yeah. Sorry for ruining your night, by the way, with that. (laughs) I'm just going to be up all night thinking about that. Right. So yeah, I I mean, this is a devastating scene. Shauna goes over and is just like fucking sobbing, screaming over Jackie's body. Ty is kind of trying to pull her back and comfort her, which really makes me like it it being Thaisa specifically, of course, makes me emo. Um, I know. I thought that too. Yeah, like especially like the way that like Ty is like holding her in the end. Like I was just like, please. Ty felt so horrible. Also, the acting is great i mean from from both jasmine and sophie yeah i was thinking that too like they do a a really fantastic job in this scene like you're convinced Mm -hmm. uh it feels really real it feels really real yeah there's there's like one specific i think it's like this like last like guttural scream from sophie and elise i was like oh my god yeah yeah she's i really feel like her best friend just died like holy shit right exactly like she sells it she's great um but now that honestly since we've been having this conversation and you mentioned the couple of times that ty defends jackie and it makes me think about this scene and the fact that like ty would stick herself out a little bit to defend jackie throughout the episode but i mean she's probably got to have some guilt over it too because yeah you know maybe she feels like she didn't do enough mm-hmm. like she told she was like shauna just go talk to her she was like you know jackie you don't have to go outside like she did say these little things but like i have to imagine that you know maybe she feels like that too like she didn't do enough to yeah stop 
that. You know what I mean? She probably feels bad. Um, and then she's also like, oh, but Shauna feels worse than me. So, like, I need to right, comfort exactly. Shauna. Exactly. So it's like, like she knows yeah, exactly. how horrible Shauna must feel. I think more than yeah. anyone because Shauna has confided probably. in her, like, more than anyone yeah. else. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, she's been there for it all. She was the first person to know Shauna was pregnant and that it was Jeff's. And yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. I just have a note that says, imagine if the episode just ended right there. Like, imagine yeah. if this is the last scene and we didn't know what happened to Nat and we wouldn't have, like, the best cliffhanger ever. Right. Dude. I mean, that would have been, again, like, very emotionally it brutal. It would have been devastating. But... Yeah. <laughs> like, really upsetting. Finale. They had to have something that had some cliffhanger. Right, right. So, yeah, so Nat is, like, literally about to uh, shoot herself, and, like, right as she's about to pull the trigger for real, like, there's a really loud knock on the door, which I thought was a really good sound design moment, because it sounded like a gunshot, the knock, which I'm sure was on purpose. Mm, yeah. Um uh, these cult, these people who we later learn are Lottie's cult members, like, barge in and literally kidnap her. <laughs> yeah, people dressed all in purple. Yes. And um, I think the first time I, I saw this scene, I was like, mm, this is weird. Like, yeah. this is weird. I like, why? Same. It's like a little corny. Like, why? Why is this happening? Yeah. Like, it was mm. a little, it seemed like a little bit of a jumping the shark moment. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> like, what is going on is here? Really okay. Right. But while she's being kidnapped, um, what's her friend's name? Susie? Susie's calling her. And Yeah. I don't know if I'd call her her friend. Well, yeah. But... <laughs> acquaintance who she threatened her, her ex-sponsor sure. right her ex-sponsor there you go um it's calling her and we get the voicemail of of course the iconic oh well she says that she got the end she figured out who was emptying travis's bank account travis's bank account did we get the She's answer like, who the fuck is lottie matthews okay I think it's Lottie. I think no, Travis no, no. I just mean, gave Lottie. I was just going to say, did we get the answer as to why Lottie emptied his bank account in season two? Did oh, they really explain that? Question. I don't remember. I guess we'll find out. I don't know. I think it was like kind yeah, of an, as we rewatch kind it. of like a nothing burger of an answer, but yeah. The thing I do think is funny in this scene is she calls her Lottie Matthews and it's like, no, she would probably be using her government yeah. name of Charlotte. Yeah. And I always think that. Maybe I'm always it's because like, they didn't mm. they didn't have Charlotte yet. Like they didn't know that her full name was Charlotte yet. I don't know. Mm, no, I think it's just <laughs> yeah, I think true. it's just so a, I was gonna say an like error. it's mostly as an adult that like she only goes by Charlotte as an adult. But yeah. Yeah. True. But honestly, like I think it's just because they wanted their dramatic line to be who the fuck is Lottie Matthews yeah. instead well, because of we who the fuck is Charlotte we Matthews. Know who Char- we'd, be like, we'd be like, who's who? Charlotte? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm sure they call her Charlotte at some point in the first season. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah I think they it's, do. It's a more dramatic moment if they call her Lottie. I just think it's funny because like if we're talking about bank accounts and stuff, she would definitely be down as Charlotte because that's like her full name you know what i mean mm-hmm. so anyway <laughs> tiny little plot hole there <laughs> thought i would bring that I never up even thought about that. no it's such an iconic line though i forgive it yeah like, the fuck is lottie matthews and you're all of a sudden like oh shit lottie is fucking alive and she just kidnapped matt okay this well i don't think i put or, together that actually, it was her that kidnapped no you're her. right yeah i thought it, it was is not um but she has something to do with travis's death right yes i feel like there's maybe a 
Yeah, I guess there's no reason really to connect them yet, now that I think about it. But yeah, this anyway. had me like so fucking gagged when I first watched it. Dude. Like more than anything in the show, I was so fucking. I feel like I threw a fucking party when this happened. Right? I was like, like s- fucking <laughs> stoked, man. Yeah, I mean, this is the perfect place to drop a hey. There's another survivor reveal. Like it was so good, dude. Like so the good. way that they reveal it is so fucking good too like mm-hmm. oh my god right at the end of the episode like for maximum drama that's the cliffhanger who the fuck is lottie yeah. matthews oh and yeah. then it's like oh my god lottie's alive i was like so right? excited that we were gonna get to see adult lottie i was yeah, over absolutely. the moon just really great cliffhanger and then there's like the last final scene of Lottie back in the 90s with Van and Misty. For some reason, I don't know why, but for the longest time, I always thought this scene was like, a, there was like a bit of a time jump in this scene. But then I realized that like, it's the same day or relatively <laughs> the same day because they're wearing the same outfits that they were wearing earlier. Yeah. But I think in my, in my brain, I was just like, they just found Jackie dead. Like, why are they like in the woods doing this weird shit it's it just seemed like it escalated like how um, did it escalate to them sacrificing a bear heart so in my mind i was just like oh there must be a bit of a time jump if it escalated that quickly yeah i guess no that makes sense i mean i guess like in retrospect it seems like they're offering the bear heart in thanks or something right like is that what they're doing is that what, what does say? she says let the darkness set us free oh you know what i looked it up like what she says in french because she says something in french first of course classic lottie (laughs) she doesn't she's not even good at french you know she she sucks (laughs) at french as jackie would say and she says uh (laughs) the thing that she says in french is shed blood my beautiful friends let the dark and then she says let the darkness set us free so she's basically setting up the whole like sacrificial thing i guess is what that implies yeah. I don't think they ever really explain this whole like heart thing. Like what was happening in this scene? I feel like it totally the bear heart. gets like watered down. Overlooked a little. Watered down in season two or overlooked. Yeah. Like the ending of this episode kind of makes it seem like they're setting up Lottie to be the villain and for there to be some like crazy cult shit happening in season two, which there is some crazy cult shit, but I just mean like in yeah. the wilderness, like more so. I don't know. I don't have a problem with that. I yeah. think it's a good cliffhanger. I just don't think it really... It seems like they kind of maybe went in a bit of a different direction when you actually watch season two. Yeah. I mean, I think they they inarguably go in a different direction in season two. I guess the question is, like, did they do that on purpose, like, deliberately to subvert the expectation that you have of Lottie being the villain? And I think there's some credence to that, because I do think that this is, like, very much a there's not really a villain type of show. Because, like, why would there be? That doesn't really make sense. And also, like, every character kind of has their own motivations with like maybe some exceptions like maybe maybe the douchey looking cop dude from season two but like for the most part like certainly none of the gr- none of the yellow jackets are, are villains none of the yellow yeah. jackets they're not the villains they do very bad things but like we're sympathetic to them and i don't think the show is like oh it's all this character's fault or whatever like that's not yeah and personally i think if you and if I think, you feel that way then you're like watching the show wrong sorry absolutely <laughs> yeah that's a call out for um people on reddit specifically yeah <laughs> I feel like that's most frequently where I see that Mm -hmm. type of interpretation. And I think, I mean, a lot of people have that about Lottie and they still have that about Lottie. I've seen it about Lottie and then after season two, Van. Yeah, Van. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think both of those are like, 
it feels like you're watching the show wrong. I don't see me. how you could think that be convinced um, that like Vanna's the villain, but like you're fine with Misty. Yeah. Like, okay. Like the whole point right. is that none no of them are villains. Shit. That's actually kind of crazy too. Right? Like I rarely see it said about Misty, and she's the most obviously villainous of yeah. them. Like, like how just... come we're not saying this about Misty? Like people don't think that because they like Christina Ricci, right. basically. Like, and <laughs> like Misty's I love funny. Christina Ricci. She's but... funny and quirky. Because she's funny, yeah. exactly. But like she is the most obviously like outwardly manipulative and violent of mm-hmm. all of them, really. So like, yeah, it, it's it's not based on like logic or I don't know. I people have yeah, these like crazy I mean, conspiracy theories about like how Van has been the villain the whole time. Obviously, we'll talk about this oh when that God, happens. But like, dude, if you genuinely feel so if you feel that way about the show, it's like if you think that about any of the women, like you're wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not about yeah. interpretation. You're simply just like wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're just seeing things that are not there. I think at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. It does kind of set up Lottie as the villain, and I get that. And I, I've seen people say that they were disappointed that Lottie turned out not to be a villain. Yeah. And like I've, I've seen that too. I yeah, I disagree with that a lot actually, because I think I mean that would have been like the more straightforward and generic way to go. Yeah. And I also think, as I've mentioned before, like I think they're already. Mm-hmm arguably you know maybe not towing this line in the best way but like the fact that lottie is portrayed as somebody with schizophrenia i mean like outwardly villainizing her i think maybe is mm, would not be the best way to go down i totally agree. i feel the same way i can understand why people would want her to be a villain especially if they like felt that way like, at the end of season one and they were like oh cool Lottie's sure. villain. i'm into it i get that like i get sure. the appeal of villainous characters but then yeah. when you really and think about women. it yeah and it's like right right i get it i'm a lesbian too like i want to <laughs> see women go crazy and violent but also at the same time like like maybe consider the context of that you know what and I mean? also we already have that in the show Right. <laughs> we do. And like, yeah, I don't know. And I maybe mean, the like we already maybe the writers felt that way too. Maybe they originally wanted her to be more of a villain and then they realized like, oh, yeah. we probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, much. that's very possible. And then they walked it back. That's very possible. I think it's kind of impossible to say how much of it was like intentional versus like just retooling the show between seasons. Um, and I don't know. Like, who knows? We'll probably never find that out. I don't think it really matters all that much either way. But like, yeah, yeah I'm, that's I'm happy thing for with me. where they go with Lottie's character in season two so i don't yeah a lot of people but yeah I, I, you know i thought i'd bring it up i'm not i'm not saying that people are wrong i'm, I'm sure <laughs> there will be people listening to this podcast who felt that way um you know you're valid that's cool but i also like i also look at it from the perspective of somebody who saw like people on reddit constantly villainizing and demonizing lottie in season two and i feel like that was after they walked that back and i think that was after they made a deliberate conscious choice to portray her as more um sympathetic and more of a almost a victim of her own like priesthood or whatever yeah you know it's what almost mean? like those um, people kind of it's like are ignoring they just, what the show is telling them like yeah it's like people still read it that way and they still read it as an ungenerous thing and so like i mean if the show would have straight out been like yeah she's a villain and she's manipulating everybody and making them like crazy violent and leading them to this and, like, i feel like that would be so boring uh, yeah, and I feel like that would be just a lot worse. Like, yeah. like everything bad about the fandom already would mm-hmm. be a lot worse if they had a single, literally crazy woman to pin it on. I think, I think all of them are like the perfect of evil. Like, none of them yeah. are perfect good angels, and none of exactly. them are the villain either. So, 
Yeah. And they all have like quite a lot of darkness to them, but also like a lot of like likable and good qualities, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're different. They're not all the same. Everybody has like some kind of like unique dynamic. So it's a pretty good balance, I feel like. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I mean, I think largely the characters like Laura Lee and Jackie, who died early, like they, at least in my mind, I've definitely seen p- people at least villainize or not villainize, but like demonize Jackie in some ways, which I think is kind of weird because I don't think she is on the show at all, really. But again, that's just misogyny. Whatever. Yeah, I was going to say that. A way to demonize literally any woman. Um, Especially teenage The only girls. one I don't really see it for is probably, yeah, exactly, is probably Laura Lee because she's just, there's nothing really to to demonize i right. guess like, he's just a nice person yeah right yeah exactly um but yeah i mean like that's also a deliberate choice that the people who die early get to die more innocent you know what i mean like they haven't participated in the horrors so by necessity the people who survive are the ones who participated in absolutely all of the horrors so they all have that on them you know in right. various ways it's almost like a privilege um, to die early i mean Natalie kind of says that in season two when she's talking to Jackie, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a strong undertone of her her character mm-hmm. in general. You know, she feels like maybe she should they should not have survived. You know, and that's a that's an open question on the show. Ben certainly comes to the point where he thinks that they shouldn't survive. So yeah, um, but that's the season one finale. I think it is a really good episode. Honestly, yeah, I love this episode. It's certainly better than Doom Coming. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Doomcoming fans. I, yeah, I would definitely rate it above that. Um, you know, I feel like one, one of my fave episodes in the first season for yeah, sure. Yeah, I feel so. like people might be like, "Oh, like Doomcoming is more eventful, so therefore it's not as good as the." Fi- I mean, the finale isn't as good, but I think the finale Although, is really eventful. Actually, what do you mean? It's super eventful. Yeah, yeah. so much happens before Jackie dies, and then she dies, mm-hmm. and it's like this fucking you know nuclear bomb so yeah this is the finale is great the season one finale is great for real we bookended on two good up the pilot and the finale great yeah like yeah love both of those huge fan <laughs> you heard it here first big fan enjoy yellow jackets i what can i say i'm excited to get to season two because i haven't mm-hmm. watched it since mm-hmm. it aired but also yep. i haven't watched it in like a like, I was watching it weekly as it came out, and I haven't, like, mm-hmm. binged it. Not that we binge it for the podcast, but no. I just feel like I hadn't watched it in, like, a serialized manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I kind of just, like, watched the episodes in isolation from each other. Like, I didn't, like, watch yeah. them all in a row or anything like that. I just yeah. watched the episodes individually. So I'm excited to, like, see how I feel, like, looking back. Like, I really yeah, don't know what I'm going to think. It'll definitely... It'll be interesting, because... Yeah, I mean... You probably have not. So like, like we both watched the show, like each episode multiple times as it was airing, mm-hmm. but that's a little different from like rewatching, like watching it to the end, seeing how the season ends and then rewatching the season yeah. and being able to go back and see like where they were planting seeds and where they were going throughout the season. Right. Like so, I, like, you know, like I would watch like episode two would air and then I would rewatch that episode a few times, but I never watched episode one and two then after that, you know, like I wouldn't go back to the previous episode. So yeah. It should be good. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of things in season two that are definitely colored in a different way. I mean, same thing with season one. We've pointed out so mm-hmm. much stuff that like you would just not notice if you had not gotten at least to the end of season two. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I also feel like I might feel differently. Like I feel like maybe my opinions 
uncertain things will change mm, because like maybe like I thought about things that I hadn't thought about when I originally watched it. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I've also and, like seen and- a lot of people's thoughts on things. So <laughs> to like <disagree laughs> yeah, with them totally. or whatever, but yeah. But yeah, it'll be really interesting. There's a lot of juicy stuff in season two. So we're finally, we're almost at uh, Lauren Ambrose, you know? Oh my God. I mean, almost. We're like four episodes away from Lauren Ambrose, but still almost. I mean, it's certainly closer than we were before. (laughs) We got adult Lottie in the first episode. So, so true. Oh my God. I can't wait for her. Huge fan. Huge fan. By the way, huge fan, huge fan. In case anybody was wondering, love adult Lottie. I mean, yeah. But yeah, yeah, we made it to the first season. It took us a little longer than we <laughs> originally anticipated, but that's okay. We don't actually know when season three is going to come right. out. So we're just if we have a really prolonging slow release it. We're prolonging it. The strike right. is officially over, by the way, the actor yep. strike as well. Um, yep. So congrats. No idea when they're going to start filming, but at least there's that. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, like I'm, I'm really, really hoping that they'll uh god i don't know that episodes will start ending before the end of or start airing before the end of next year i hope so i don't know if that's likely but yeah you know i got my fingers crossed. we're hoping for 2024 and not 2025 yeah (laughs) if it has to be 2025 like january uh, like january (laughs) yeah that's our demand by the way no i'm just kidding no we understand Um, the strike was necessary okay absolutely we supported it you know yeah um both both of the strikes really so yeah and you know um, now that they're all allowed to talk about the show they could all come guests on our podcast you know that is so true (laughs) every single actor and writer (laughs) anybody who's ever had even had like a cameo on the show if you, know? you were an extra like the guy who played yeah if you played jeff in season two you know <laughs> come on our show <laughs> i mean team, team jeff, jeff in season yes, two. Team jeff. yeah i guess i should clarify <laughs> or teen jeff in the pilot i mean that would be a little weird but you know hey <laughs> maybe there's a unique perspective there yeah how did you feel about getting recast because the adult version of you looked nothing like you <laughs> <laughs> poor guy yeah uh, so i don't know if we're gonna do a bonus episode we might um mm. maybe if all of our adoring fans want us to <laughs> if anyone has like questions or things you want us to talk about or whatever right. maybe we'll do that before season two or maybe we'll just like i don't like know do some Yellow sort of pitch. bonus episode to you just as like a break in between seasons i don't know yeah there you go yeah yeah i guess we could do something in between seasons i was thinking like we could always use bonus episodes to pad out the time after right yeah i'm sure we get when we finish season two, season two then two. we're gonna be jonesing for some content yeah. to put out i yeah. have plenty of ideas then for we'll that do our, right that's when we'll do our jennifer's body episode. <laughs> our jennifer's body episode our episode on like other gay things that the cast have been in right <laughs> movies that Maybe are relevant that you mentioned what movie? oh monster episode. yeah monster that's a gay thing the cat you know part of the cat yeah it's a gay in, thing so. with violent women yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> serial murder like what's not to love <laughs> yeah so who knows the world is our oyster like there's many possibilities we have so much time right which is why it's not an issue that we've been taking so long to post these episodes yeah sorry for people I mean, that are impatient opinion, it's not yeah yeah, if you guys have really been wanting us to release episodes on time, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, sorry, it just is not. We the thing is, we don't have um, a timeline. Like we don't, we don't have yeah. a timetable. Like we don't have a deadline. 
This is yeah. our job. And I mean, I also think like, it, you know, we don't want to get like stressed out and right. stop enjoy. Yeah. We know, don't want it to feel like a chore because it's not a chore. Yeah. If, if we get to that point, like we may as well just stop because mm-hmm. we're both adults with jobs and lives. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're not doing this like, cause we have to, we're doing it cause we enjoy it. So, you know, right. not that anybody has actually complained to us about our re- release schedule, but if you're thinking about it, there's my justification. Yeah, so that's why we've been doing like one episode <laughs> a month instead of bi-weekly. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we had said, we yeah. would. but you know, like maybe that creates extra anticipation so that you're like, Ooh, like, to be ooh, fair, when are they? When are they gonna release the next? To episode? be fair, they're long. Okay, like they're like two and a half to three yeah. hours long, which is pretty long for. A yeah, podcast, they really are. So. It could take you a month to listen to it. Like, come on. Yeah, for, listen to five minutes a day, and then by the time you finish, right. the next episode will be up. You know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's actually recommended listening <laughs> now. So, <laughs> but we'll be back at some point with another episode i don't know if it will be the first episode of season one or if it'll be something else i mean of season two sorry the first episode of season can't make any promises we'll decide that yeah we'll decide that if you have any ideas for if we should do bonus Mm -hmm. episode then you know hit us up on twitter and instagram tiktok is there i don't really use it that much but the tiktok is there All of the links are. We have a Tumblr. Are, oh my God, Tumblr! <laughs> I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> oh my God! Don't act like you don't have a Tumblr that you use to scroll. Well, I do. Yeah, I do. I do use it to scroll. I don't ever post anything though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in years. I should call oh, her. That's funny. <laughs> right? Oh my God! How are you doing, Tumblr? Tumblr is actually not bad. Whenever I log in, they they come up with like some new feature that I'm like, oh, that's nice. Tumblr is a really good place to go for discussion of stuff because twitter can be really aggressive and hostile and reddit is you know reddit but tumblr (laughs) people actually have like intellectual discussions about things i remember i went to tumblr a lot after season two of yellow jackets because that was the only place where people were being normal about it yeah me too that's the only place where people still like seem to actually love the show yeah you know what you might have written read some of my posts on the show because i posted on tumblr after season two came out because i was like i also posted can't can't say anything nice about it you know on twitter or reddit Mm -hmm. because they fucking hate Mm -hmm. it so i was like "Mm." i remember posting after season two and being like just putting my two cents in and saying that i feel like everybody is hating overly hating on yellow jacket season two does anybody agree (laughs) i remember posting (laughs) something like that okay yeah well but I mean, you're right, though, that it also like there's just good discussion. And I think even when people are being negative on Tumblr, it's it's, it's constructive, usually good. It's constructive and good discussion comes and out it's of it. And I think faith. a lot of that is just part of it is the culture of Tumblr, uh, which is the big difference between Reddit and Tumblr. Like, you know, like there's no way to sugarcoat this. Reddit is very male. Um, right. You know, it's I like a lot of cis male hobbyists on are on reddit um you know it's just like a cultural thing and reddit in general uh, and specifically is very different. with yellow jackets they're so focused on like theorizing and stuff they don't care about the characters yeah they're just like no they don't care about the characters yeah. at all and then they're like oh this woman is evil blah 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 and they write a whole essay on it and it's like no you're just watching the show wrong actually yeah. like that's <laughs> that's actually wrong <laughs> like yeah i don't know how to tell you that but yeah yeah well you know we have our the, opinions the, the point is like different discussion forums the whole thing is that 
it's in good faith. Like, if you're criticizing the show, yeah. as long as it's in good faith, like, cool. That's the problem with, with Twitter is that everyone talks about things in such bad faith on Twitter. Like, they always want to be so yeah. negative and they're coming from a place of, like, already not liking something and, like, yeah, and wanting it's, like, cool to, to be everyone negative. else that way. Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool to be negative and it's cool to jump on the negativity bandwagons and to dogpile people and, like, it's not cool to disagree and have a different opinion because then you're going to get dogpiled kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like it really kind of shuts out like dissenting opinions. So People on Tumblr yeah. are just like passionate. Like they just want to talk about stuff that they're passionate about like straight up. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And like and if if like disagreements happen, it's usually with like long, well-constructed arguments. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and you like get interesting perspectives on things. So anyways, uh, you know, I recommend uh, Yellow Jackets Tumblr <laughs> if you want to read some interesting meta, meta analysis of the show. Or our podcast. Or our podcast, because we love talking about that stuff. <laughs> Those are the only two places you should, you know, go for Yellow yeah. Jackets fandom. Oh, yeah. Right. So I was going to say about the bear heart, one thing about just the fact that it's a heart, I think that ties into the general, like, heart symbolism on the show. And I just wanted to mention that. Oh, yeah. So you have the heart necklace. You have, Hobby's later heart. in season two, you have Hobby's heart. Ooh, I would have so much to say about the, that when it happens. Yeah, the bear heart yeah so there's like yeah oh my god yeah tons to say about that. i know a lot of people didn't um, get that moment but i was like yes <laughs> no yeah that was actually that was one of those moments where um tumblr had some really good analysis right of like, course they did that's so gross like why would he yeah. do that i mean think <laughs> think for a second yeah it's gross you're watching the cannibalism show of course it's gross like get over that for a minute and then think about the symbolism of him eating his brother's heart whatever anyway can't wait to get to that because i haven't yeah. you watched the movie bones and all for god's sake i sure have <laughs> because i told like, you don't too. you know what cannibalism right. is it's, it's love, love okay and bones and all and on this show okay yeah. So, but yeah, we have a lot more to say on the topic of cannibalism as love in season two, because that's where most of it is, but very excited. Yeah. So anyways, uh, the bear heart, you know, just want to throw that out there. It's connected to like generalized heart symbolism on the show. Also, I just realized this biscuit's heart is on the altar. So, oh my God. Anyway, wow. In addition to his head. Interesting. So maybe like that ties into the idea of the heart as an offering. Maybe we should start you doing know? like a heart tally every season I think we should okay so we have we actually so we have a shauna flannel tally <laughs> we have a gen sighting tally and now we have a heart tally so we got a lot of things to keep track of we have a tally of so how I many think... times we mentioned lauren ambrose when she isn't even in the episode <laughs> but, yeah it's actually uh infinite number of times that's happened so far oh god yeah so. maybe we'll think of some more fun tallies for season two Anyway, uh, maybe we'll figure out some sort of game to play. I don't know. Who knows? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we got time to brainstorm ideas. We sure do. R.I.P. Jackie. R.I.P. Jessica Roberts. R.I.P. Biscuit. R.I.P. Biscuit. Yeah. And that's a wrap on season one, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And thus passes the glory of this world. Oh, perfect. Yep. We turn, we turn, we turn.